Bonjour, Internet. Je m'appelle Nerdy. That's just rude. I'm Clarousse. <laughs> this is the finale of book one of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. This is the Eye of the World full book recap. We're going to compare it to the show. We're going to do all the things because we get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. For the first time on the Nerdy Wordy Book Club, Clarus is not finishing her reading just as the show starts because... <laughs> we done. We done did the reading. We, we done did the, the reads. Um, I'm coming into this episode. I'm so glad that we separated the end of the book from talking about the whole book because yeah. <laughs> the end of the book for Eye of the World is mad. It's it's a uh-huh, lot. Uh-huh, it was, uh-huh. and I feel like we didn't even really talk about everything we want to talk about last week. Just and it because was like of, three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so I'm glad that we have this extra time with the book uh, before we move into the Great Hunt, which we will start next week with mm-hmm. the first eleven chapters. So for those of you who are following along at home, next week is the Great Hunt, chapters one through eleven. I think there might also be a prologue. I I don't know. Haven't read it yet. Um, I, I don't want. To, I didn't want to start the reading till we finished. Till we put this one to bed. Yeah, I think they have. There, there is like a little like. Oh, there's a like end of the book. Like next time on. In the shadow. That's it. A preview of the great hunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. we have a little prologue here. You didn't. You didn't fix my links. I didn't fix your links. No. In what? For my name change. Oh, you know what? The upload is different than the um, than the live. You're you are correct. You're correct. Here, you talk about the book Sage. and I'll fix your links. Oh, you're fine. Um, I, I, Guys, I changed my name. <laughs> uh, I don't want HBO to be able to sue me uh, for any reason in the future, uh, potentially. So it's Clarus Polaris now. Uh, you're welcome. Polaris is my little emote dragon. So if, if you follow me over on Twitch, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, 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 I love the name change. I think it was a good move. We've been talking about how, you know, if you ever wanted to do merch or if you ever wanted to do anything, <coughs> there are some limitations on the ways that we can use words that we don't own. Exactly. Um, but Wheel of Time. Uh, Wheel so, of Time. Wheel of Time, the eye of the world. Here we are. We have finished an entire book. Mm-hmm. And the question I wanted to start off with this morning, uh, and I know that people are like, talk about the show versus the book. I think we're going to save that for the second half of this conversation. Okay, that's fair. I want to start with coming out of the Wheel of Time. How do you feel about it as a fantasy novel starting a series? Like, just, like, your big, broad, like... Oh, like, big, broad strokes. I just want to start with, like, the, you know, the... the I, I want to go bird's eye, mm-hmm. and then I want to, like, get, like, Focus really on. specific on a couple of things. Absolutely valid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I loved the book. Like, <laughs> uh, when... I haven't read in a while. The last thing I read was Dune, because I was reading it because the, the movie was coming out, and then... I haven't really done much reading in the past, like, decade. But I used to read all yeah. the time in high school, right? And if I was in, like, my reading prime, we'll call it, I I would have devoured this book and started on the next one immediately. Like, mm-hmm. it's it has me hooked. I love how the world works. I love the lore that we have so far. I love how complicated and in-depth it seems and how personable all the characters are yeah um like everybody not not everybody has the same development or same kind of like arc or like anything like that you know you have to focus um especially when i mean it's a it's a 
it's a chunky novel, but like you still you can't do everything you want in the first book, right? Mm-hmm. But having that room to having that room for the rest of the series, I think is great. Yeah, I think for me, uh, going going to like characters that are personable, I think even something that was impressive is if you go back to the first episode of the book club and you listen to how we talk about our relationship with Nynaeve mm-hmm. and how much that relationship with Nynaeve shifted just through the way that we see her portrayed once it is her POV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a much different relationship with that character at the end of this book than at the beginning. And mm-hmm. that's my favorite kind of novel writing. CJ, but well, thank you so much CJ. for that spoiler chat. Thank you. Spoiler chat. Super chat. Super chat. <laughs> it, thank you for the spoilers. No. no, no. You're um, and so, <laughs> you know, you. I, I think that... What, what, thank you, CJ. God, did we make too many videos? Uh, what, what I really appreciate about the book is that... I feel like we have a different relationship with almost everyone at the end of this book than we did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I do want to dive into each of those kind of character journeys separately. Mm-hmm. But uh, from my overall, I think that this book is a lot of what I wanted from Game of Thrones when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of it from Game of Thrones, but um, I was handed Game of Thrones by a librarian when I was like eight years old. I had finished the Lord of the Rings and I was like I just want something like Lord of the Rings and he gave me Game of Thrones and was that a Choice. good decision I, I I don't know I I'm I'm like maybe he just was like oh big long fantasy book maybe um it's fine one of my teachers gave me true blood when I was like 10 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> adults crushing it since the beginning of time yeah uh so I but I think that when I was that age I think that this is the book I wanted when I walked into the library that day mm-hmm. and I think Game of Thrones maybe should have been saved for when I was older <laughs> probably most likely but I it, it has it has just such incredible language should have been Wheel of Time in the way that it was written right yeah, like yeah, yeah. Robert Jordan's prose is so delectable and mm. delightful mm-hmm. and I, I just it, it's so easy to dive into and really like feel like it um explains the world in, in such a beautiful way and the magic system's fun and yeah. you know it, it is the right kind of it is the right kind of mix to me of characters who feel like they could be real people and a world that feels like it's just close enough to a world that I get like transported to it because it's not like impossible, right? It mm-hmm. feels like, oh yeah, like this feels like just close enough to what I could experience mm-hmm. that I yeah, I really feel fully immersed in it. And that's mostly due to Robert Jordan's language and the way that he uses words. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was very impressed with the whole book. I mean, I was shouting quotes at you the whole time being like, babe, this, <laughs> this line is yeah. so good. Yeah. I have a question. And before I forget it, I do want to ask. Go for it. Is there anything in this first book that makes you think that it is like, post 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 apocalyptic our time because in the show we had the like skyscraper buildings that kind mm-hmm. of were were like oh that that looks a little bit familiar right yeah, yeah was there anything in the book that gave you that indication or no uh a couple of things yeah okay um there's so many direct references to legends of king arthur mm-hmm. um there, there there are so many references to like real world mythologies mm-hmm. that it, it that it feels like they ha- they are the future of our world because they have our stories and like if one thing would survive the breaking of the world if humanity survives an apocalypse mm-hmm. the one thing that would survive with humanity would be stories because the only tradition of storytelling that would survive would be the oral tradition yeah especially nowadays if you really think about it like if archaeologists in a, some far-off future were to dig up our technology and not be able to access the technology, 
even if they can read English, our technology is just, it would be, it's, it's all going to break, right? There's no like physical things anymore. Yeah. It's why there are places, there are museums that specifically keep physical records of things because who knows how long technology is going to exist. The dumbest yeah. thing about NFTs is that you only own it so long as the service that hosts the image hosts the image. Yeah. Like yeah, if that sure. service ever shuts down, if Google ever stops, you know, making the internet happen, um, not that Google is the sole provider of the internet, but like you, you end up in this position where these physical copies are the things that are remembered, mm -hmm. but those wither away too over 3000 years, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oral traditions would keep stories going. Mm -hmm. And so this far flung future sharing an oral tradition of storytelling with, that is, mirrors stories that I grew up on as a kid, mm -hmm. that is a, probably the biggest indicator that this is like a future that is from a alternate universe of our universe that has magic yeah no totally fair um, i i for a moment i thought that like the tower that like the ship captain talked about was going to be like our old relic skyscraper but like it the fact that it has no doors or windows it's like it's just a piece of metal i was like oh, oh no i think okay. it, i think it's a skyscraper i think that they don't know what a door looks like to us no because like because like a skyscraper wouldn't be made out of like pure metal it would be like concrete and glass but but, and... but this is a this is a skyscraper of our future Okay. Also, they, I don't think they have glass, right? Like, I, I don't know that they know what, like, our glass is. I, and, and my point is just that, like, if you were to take someone who doesn't understand what a building is mm -hmm. in our time and show them, like, the the Freedom Tower, it would, it would look like a giant nothing, right? Because it's just, yeah, it yeah. is this giant, flat, weird shape in the sky. So I, I think that, like, the skyscrapers... Oh, um, Alexander Osman, thank you so thank much you for so that much spoiler chat. chat. That was so kind of you. <laughs> you did it again. Was that on purpose? Did I say spoiler? No, I said super chat that time. No, you didn't. Oh my god, my <laughs> brain this morning. Um, people are saying there's references to America and Moscow. Yeah, Tom stories. Yeah. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are stories, items, and sayings that are referenced our time across all books. I wonder if you'll notice them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that like that becomes more clear in later books. I do think it's probably lightly touched on in the first book, but I definitely think there was enough in the first book that hinted towards it. Yeah, I definitely felt it in like the legends that you know Arthur, Hawkwing, and and like those kind of stories were it felt very familiar. Um, but I don't know if I would have like it, just reading the first book come mm -hmm. to the conclusion that it was post apocalyptic. In reading it, I would have thought that they were, like, references. I, I, you mean post-apocalyptic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, definitely yeah. post like No, no, no. It's, the it's the way, plot way, is way, that way, it's post-apocalyptic. Yes. I mean, I mean... Um, the breaking of the world is referenced yes. every once in a while. <laughs> I, mean that it's, I mean that it's, like, Earth. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I, I, it, it, I think reading onwards that there will be absolutely more references and such, mm -hmm. but I, I thought that... Reading it, the Arthur Hawkwing stuff was like, just um, was like was like references, like like the Lord of the Rings references. Yeah, 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 yeah. like an homage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I was curious, like, um, if that if that came across strongly in this book or not. I I, I think it did to me. Um, yeah. but that was, you know, it, it's it's it even if it is a future of our Earth, it is mm. a future of an alternate version of our Earth that has like ogiers, right? Like. You know, yeah. and the one power. Mm -hmm. I cannot channel, unfortunately. Otherwise, Dumb. I would just always be on the couch, just like channeling shit out of the fridge <laughs> to my mouth. Just bring me the, the food. My snack game, my snack game would be on point. Can you imagine Snacks. if you could just like open the fridge, have a beer float into your hand mm -hmm. and not have to call your wife because she's busy? Like, 
I need some tea. Um, all right. It could be warmer. What? Oh, what tea. I, I, I said beer, and then you said it could be warmer, and I was like, no. Oh, no, I was referencing Dear land. God, land woman. in the bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it could be warmer. Uh, it could be colder. This beer could be colder. <laughs> <laughs> snack captain. You're snack captain. I'm snack captain. Oh, hell Yes, I want to be snack captain so bad. Mm-hmm. I want to be the snack captain on ship captain ship, riding down towards Ilian, just like, hey, we're going to ride this ship to Ilian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Sarah Hubler, thank you for that super chat. My favorite part of the whole series is the idea of how history is lost. Mm-hmm. My first reaction is always, how do you not know? Then I think of all the things we don't even know from a thousand years ago. I... I love this. And that we Sarah. like infer, right? Well, we and think we might know. Like one of my favorite one of my favorite things about history is how wrong we understand it. Yeah. Like like legitimately we don't understand our own history. There is a period where I think it's the end of the Bronze Age where like all of these at the, at the end of the Bronze Age a number of civilization civilizations just disappeared all at the same time. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like to this day we don't know why. <laughs> at all and we just infer mm-hmm. things yeah we, th- we, we do our best but we're like that's eh, probably this well and the idea that like the 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 ideas robert jordan brings in with that with their own mythos and their own legends and their own mm-hmm. prophecies uh within the story could be completely wrong <laughs> could yeah. be misinterpreted could be misremembered right well and one thing that i think is so important to remember when reading any f- fictional text or, or e- even non-fictional text, right? Is that the people in the text are not... And, and I get into this debate with Star Wars fans all the time. Or, you know, the people who, like, who want to argue with me about Star Wars. Is that because a character says something in the movie or the television show or the book. Doesn't mean that that is the book giving you information that is true. It is Character showing... Thinks. It is showing the char- what the character thinks is true and their perspective on the moment, right? Mm-hmm. One of one of the best examples of this is in The Rise of Skywalker. There's a line that's so memified, right? Where Poe says, somehow Palpatine returned. Mm-hmm. And it's been memed as being bad writing because it is the movie saying that the movie doesn't care about how Palpatine returned. But it's that Poe doesn't know. It's that Poe doesn't know. And Poe, and what we learn about Poe's character in that moment is that Poe is not concerned with how... He is concerned with moving forward because mm-hmm. throughout his entire character work, we've consistently seen Poe just wants to get the shit done. Mm-hmm. He learns what the information is and he goes and does the action. And that is his character. And so him saying somehow Palpatine returned doesn't matter. We go, we, we, we just have to solve the problem mm-hmm. is not the movie saying, ah, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is Poe Dameron's character saying how he feels about the situation and what his level of information is. Mm-hmm. And so it's important when you are reading to or watching or whatever to understand that the character's information is not the writer's information or the book's information or book's intent it is character intent yeah and one thing that i love about robert jordan to bring it back to the wheel of time is this book is full of unreliable narrators and not only is it an unreliable narrator for us the audience Mm -hmm. it's also an unreliable narrator for rand our protagonist Mm -hmm. because he has moiraine and Baalzaman, both at the same time feeding him information throughout this book, 
And not only can we not trust the information, but we, but Rand can't trust the information either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's turtles all the way down of Rand and the reader going through the situation, trying to figure out what's true of any of this. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem to, to, to bring in the first show comparison. There is no other side of information on the show besides Moraine's. Yeah. The book does a really good job of having Tom be a counterpoint to Moraine's information and uh, to have um, Baal Zaman be a counterpoint to uh, Moraine's information throughout the entire book, right? Mm -hmm. You have these two voices that are speaking against what Moraine wants for um, Rand. Yeah. In the show, obviously, Tom does that a little bit towards uh, what's going on with Matt and the dagger. Mm -hmm. But once Matt and the dagger situation is solved, Tom's advice kind of goes away a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so the show never has Moiraine have a legitimate counterpoint until we are in the blight with that scene with Baalzaman, which is so violent that there's no, like, Baalzaman approaches Rand with violence by killing Moiraine in front of him, so it's hard for him to think, like... You mean in the show? In the show, yeah. So the the show brings up, finally has Baalzaman talk to um, Rand in the blight. Mm -hmm. In doing so... And, and, and it starts with him stabbing Moiraine through the mouth yeah. and approaching as a villain with mm-hmm. the fire eyes, with the full, you know, in doing bad so. Bad guy, bad. <laughs> but, but Rand is going, well, why would I trust you? The way you're approaching me. He could have approached him in a dream as a friend, right? Yeah. He could have approached him and been like, hey, dude, like, are you really going to trust these women who want to, like, gentle you? Like, come on. But yeah. instead he approaches and he goes, bam. <laughs> yeah. well, you're a dumb idiot. And the what makes... Like, what makes him an interesting villain in the book and being called, like, the father of lies, I think? Mm-hmm. Something of lies. I think it's father of lies. Is that um, any master manipulator knows that giving away truths as often as lies mm-hmm. will, like, help you in your manipulation and what you want them to believe in, like, steering them in a certain direction, right? And so... Um, there, I, I, there will probably be times when Balzaman is going to give Rand or other or others because mm-hmm. Rand is kind of going up. We don't really know what's going to happen in the next book, um, but like is going to give information that is that is actually true, even if like Moraine or maybe the Aes Sedai believe something else because that's just the information that they have, and in doing so, so it's like sows the like seeds of of doubt. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just if you lie all the time, people know you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, isn't people he called get it. like? Don't they call him like the father of lies or something in this? That's what I've yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. said. That's what I asked. Oh no no yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I, I think it's something of the something of lies. Yeah, the father. Father of lies, of lies yeah. or yeah yeah. I I think that I think that's such a good point. Like I I really think like um uh someone in the chat uh Vidya says he would never approach as a friend. I don't agree with that though because I think that in the show. Baal Zaman or Ishamayol or whoever the guy is, the very, very attractive Dapper man at the end. We rewatched the finale last night and he like pokes the thing through his face and then he appears. And I'm like, God damn, like that, that he's just It's a good looking dude. It's a he's a silver fox, man. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. guy is he's attractive. Mm-hmm. And just in like and I part of it, it's just so how calm he is and like his confidence. Mm-hmm. Confidence is sexy, y'all. I'm telling you right now, confidence is dang sexy. It's why That's my true. insecurities are my biggest problem. Um, so <laughs> when when they meet in the eye of the world and they have the conversation in the eye of the world and he approaches him through Egwene, mm-hmm. he he comes into that scene with Rand very differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he had approached the same way 
as he does the second time, mm -hmm. he would have made it more compelling to Rand the first time. Yeah. But because his first time talking to Rand is immediately after stabbing Maureen in the mouth, it is just, it's, it's almost it's just like a bad tactic. Yeah, at least, and here's the thing, I, I mean, he doesn't really use that different of tactics in the book, at least with, in the dreams, he is definitely trying to scare the boys, right? But he is showing his power, and he, he wants them to be scared of him, so that when he says, you can join me, it, it's, it, like, it's, it's not only that he can give them information that maybe the others haven't, but it's also that, like, they're terrified of what he could possibly do. The difference is the book is intentional about that in mm. his words. Yeah. The problem with my version of his introduction in the show, in the episode eight, is that he comes in so aggressively, and then he's like, you have to trust me, dude. Like, I'm so trustworthy. Yeah, like, yeah. that whole scene, the dialogue of that scene after he kills Moiraine in front of Rand is, trust me, yeah. I'm a good guy. These women are the bad people. And yeah. so... The, the, sh the book version isn't trying to do that. The book version is not like, trust me. The book version is, you will kneel before me. You will serve me. There is nothing you can do. Dead or alive. It, it is a completely matter. different intention in the dialogue. Yeah. The dialogue of the scene with Ishamayol or Balzaman or whoever it is, is, come on, man. Come mm. on, be on my side. I'm a nice guy. But he says that after he's killed Moiraine. And so that switch in tactics is mm -hmm. the problem I have with the scene. Yeah. Is that killing Moiraine and then trying to play it off as if you're the guy who has like, trying to be like the calm fatherly figure yeah. doesn't work. If he had killed Moraine and then been like, this woman can't do anything for you. You will die like this. Egwene will die like this. Kneel before me. It would have been a yeah. very different scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it is the violence of killing Moraine sh shifting into you can trust me yeah. that I'm like, what, what is this tactic? What is your goal here? Not, yeah. It's a dream world. You can make it whatever you want. And you chose this. Yeah, well, we don't, I mean, maybe he can make it whatever we want. I, we, in the I books, he can make it whatever. In the books, know. in the books, it's like there's a labyrinth, there's a cottage. You know, the books, sure. the dreams happen in different places. Yeah, yeah. They don't happen where Rand is sleeping. No, I just mean like we don't actually know the full extent of like what can happen in dreams yet, which is interesting. I'm really hoping we get more of that in the next book. We definitely um, will. The dreams are going to be very fun. I love that you were like, we're going to save book com or the comparisons to the show for the second half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're in the second half now. This video oh. is going to be 30 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Um, so we've Good been one. talking about Rand. I want to, I want to, I want to start focusing in on a couple of things. Uh, so let's start with Rand. Rand, and we'll bring some show comparisons in here because I think we're going to talk about the characters individually. But let's talk about Rand's journey from the beginning of this book to the end of the book. How how mm -hmm. do you feel like his arc played out in terms of introducing us to a protagonist who I think will be an antagonist for at least part of the series, but uh, the protagonist uh, ostensibly of the franchise? Well, I mean, we talked about this last night that I think, like, we were like, do you think he's, how, how long do you think he's going to be mad for? I was like, he's going to, he's going to, like, two books. <laughs> at least two books. <laughs> two yeah, books. Yeah. He's going to be, uh, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think he gets, like, cured for the end of this series. I think, like, blowing the horn of Valir is going to, like, cure him or something like that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. there's going to be, hopefully, some kind of redemption or hero moment for... Uh, yeah, poor, poor Rand. I feel like he's got a rough destiny ahead of him. Um, oh, I yeah, I, I fully believe that we're going to just wallow in misery with him for most of the series. Because he's either going to no, isolate himself or he's going to go crazy and, like, try to kill his friends. 
You know what I mean? Like th- those are those are his two options. Ah. Uh, it's gonna be a. It's we've got a long no, road ahead of us. No, I don't know. I'm sad. Okay. Well, anyways. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Rand, Rand, book book one, Rand. Let's book go. One book Rand. one, Rand. Um, give me, give me, give me five adjectives. Describing book one, Rand. Give, give me, yeah, book one, Rand, and five adjectives. Why, oh why my not? gosh. Um. Oh my god, Sean, and thank you Sean, for that super chat. I'm beginning you. to really love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's your birthday. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. birthday, everyone! Drop some happy birthdays in chat for Sean M. Thank you for that Please. spoiler chat. I hope that someone spoils you today. Spoiler chat. Are they? Are that what they're called now? I can't stop saying it. What is wrong with me? Um, the super chat. Thank you. No, it's um, not okay. Okay, five five adjectives. Chat, help me out here. Um, <laughs> oh come on! No, no, no. I, You're I think. Smart boy. Um, I think. Insecure. Yeah. Right. I think like there's a lot of insecurity. I agree with um, that one. I think that there is a. Um, uh, he's very stubborn, obviously. All the Emmons fielders are very stubborn. Yeah, you could use that for any of them. <laughs> um, I think that he is very defensive. Yeah. Like, he's very defensive, not only of himself, which I think is... There's, there, there, there are sometimes people who are defensive Tim of others. my dad. Yeah. But, but there are people who are defensive of others and not themselves, and people who are defensive of themselves and not others. I think that one of the qu- good qualities about Rand is that I like that he is defensive of both. Like, he is willing mm. to stand up for himself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He is, uh, people are saying good friend. I do like good friend, brooding. I don't know if he, he's not that brooding in this one, in the book. He's more brooding in the show, More I think. brooding in the show, I would say. I think that, like, the way that he handles Matt, he's patient as hell. Yeah. Rand, Rand has an insane amount of patience. The wool-headed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, Rand has an insane amount of patience for Matt when they're on the Camelin Road. Yeah. Like, it is, it is impressive. I... <laughs> I would have smacked my friend upside the head a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I would have. Mm-hmm. I, and my friends know that. If they're behaving in a weird way, mm-hmm. I am more than willing oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. give them a smack on the back of the head, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I, also, I also think that I want to throw out there that I think Rand is very brave. Even in the even even in the, the face of, like, unimaginable danger and things that he can't even begin to understand. Mm-hmm. And I we talked about this when we read that first chunk. The moment where he's like... It's just a big knife. Like, he's he has to, like, convince himself. But he doesn't shirk away. Mm-hmm. You know, even if he is absolutely stone-cold terrified. Yeah. He's still... He, he never r- runs, really, unless that's the option. You know, we have to get out of here, yeah, right? Yeah. But he never, like, leaves anybody in a bad situation. He is, like, he... he he, like he he will have your back mm-hmm. if if the moment happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, are are there any elements of the book Rand, the book version of this character, mm-hmm. that you feel weren't translated to the show? Because I think that of the characters in the book, Rand is one of the ones that I think is. What? Sorry, I just got approved for monetization on my YouTube. Claris Polaris is officially in the YouTube Partner Program, baby. High fives. Sorry for that interruption. I just got an email that I can now make money on YouTube. Yay. Yeah, we have two, we're two partner channels. Yay. Okay, anyways, um, you were saying, um, sorry. What What about the book Rand do you feel like isn't translated to the show? Because I think of, of the mm. characters, of our main characters, I actually think Rand is one of the ones who is best translated in terms of characterization. Mm-hmm. Thanks, 
guys. Um, I actually, I agree with that. I miss, um, the one thing I miss in the, the, the show, Rand, is the naivety, the, the, mm-hmm. the, I don't want to say youthfulness. That's not the right word. But, like, there's, like, some sex scenes in the show that what? honestly don't really need to be there (laughs) like now that like like when i watch it look and i want to i want to start by saying first of all that i the show brought me a lot of joy Mm -hmm. and there were and are things that i love about it but like the whole thing of them with like oh like a parent would know what to do or rand would know what to do Mm -hmm. that back and forth is so funny to me and the fact that he doesn't know how to deal with Egwene, and Egwene doesn't know how to deal with him when things are like emotional yeah right like that that was missing. He felt more like a like twenty five year old adult than like an eighteen year old boy. Yeah, y- you know what I mean. Well, and and what's interesting is that the show Rand's like big ideal is like settling down and having kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so Alexander Osman, thank you so much for that thank super you chat. So much for the super chat. I thank you hear about the small things you uh, noticed that you understood on the rewatch after having read book one. Oh, trust me, we're we, going to do... Get to that. Yeah, we're Don't worry, do that. Alexander Osman. And we, our plan right now is to do all the books, but thank yeah. you. Um, so, my, my thing is the... Yeah, the, the sex scene in the first episode set us up for a different world for these main characters than the books do. Absolutely. And I think that, like, you know, we have our smut corner and we joke around about where we would add sex scenes into this. Yeah, because it's fun. But, you know, at the end <laughs> of the day, I think there is an element of the show that 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 just made them all, like, Rand's, Rand's desires are such so, so, like, old man desires. Yeah. Like or not old man, but, like, my age. Bob, thank you so much. Bob, thank you so much for the super chat. chat. That thank is so kind. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, the, he, he just wants to get married and have kids and settle down on the farm. Which is a, like, small town mentality that I, I believably he could have. Oh, sure. But it's... I, but I, I'm saying that that is an element of what the Book Rand's desires yeah. are. But Book Rand's desires just go further than that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. and I think that, I agree with you, I, I think that that is lost uh, a little bit in the, in the translation of the show. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I wish that there was more insecurity or, with Rand in relationship to whether or not his dad is his dad. Yes, <clears throat> because, we lose that in the show for sure. And it comes up in the final moments with um, Balzaman, but in the show, but the, the the running thread of this like insecurity in the back, nagging at the back of Rand's head was a, is a nice addition to the character's journey throughout the book um, that, that just isn't quite there in the show. But that one I'm, I'm, is, is less, you know, that's okay. Yeah. I didn't need him to have like inner monologues, so that's tough, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So then what, uh, wh- where do you think, let, let's make predictions with each character. What do you think like the next big step for Rand is in the books? What are we going to see him do in the great hunt? Rand is going to go off. I think he's going to find the Aiel, mm-hmm. maybe by accident. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if he's going to choose to go looking for them, but like, <clears throat> this whole thing about Tam not being his father is looming over his head. Mm-hmm. Like, at every moment, he's like, no, Tam is my dad, right? Yeah. I do believe that he is going to see if he can find answers for that. Um, yeah. Because it will keep his friends safe. <coughs> Sorry. Um, no worries. It will keep his friends safe. I don't know if that's like... <laughs> well, then again, he's like, I don't want to, like, hurt people. And so him making new connections to people. 
No, no, no. I think he would. I think he, like, he's not going to the Aiel to make friends. He's mm-hmm. going to them to find answers. So, yeah, I think that that's where he's headed. I think he goes off on his own for a bit and then maybe decides, oh, the, let us let me try to find answers to who I am yeah. and who Tam is and and maybe even the sword. Oh, um, the Heronmarked Blade? The Heronmarked Do you blade? think that Rand ever earns the Heronmarked Blade? Do you think that Rand becomes a Blade Master and, like, becomes, like... It's. It, it, I hope so. I yeah. think that that would be a really cool arc. Maybe and, and the Aiel are the perfect people to help him with that, right? Um, um. So in the show, I want to ask you this: Do you think Rand can find his way out of the blight? Because <laughs> the very big difference at the end of the book in the show is that Rand goes back to Faldara with everyone <laughs> and then leaves on his own. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, 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 yeah. Show Rand, Show Rand at the Eye of the World goes, "I'm gonna dip here." Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I have no idea where we are. Like, yeah. Rand quite literally has no concept of where in the world he is or what's nearby. The only thing he, he knows even is that. He read maps, Fal- probably. No, like, but in the we know he does because in the book he does. He does read maps? Oh, okay. The, okay, the, okay. the map in the, 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 the local map is brought up a lot, right? Oh, the, okay. the boys have read the map. I was map. like, he might not even be able to, like, read a map. He might not be able to read. <laughs> he may not be able to. <clears throat> no, he, he was in the library. He reads. Fair. That, Tam, you know what? Tam would not let Rand not read. They have their own library. Tam, they That's have their library. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can read. Do you want, Do you think Matt and Pat How can How read? can Rand get out of Good the Blight? Thing. Good question. Like, how... Like, they've made the Blight... They, they've totally neutered the Blight on the show. The Blight is just not that scary. Right? Like... Yeah, so... <clears throat> so, I wonder if... There is a moment in the book where... The blight is kind of lessened, but it's not completely gone, right? Which is why Moraine is like, mm, "This is not the, this is not the end." Um, and so I wonder if the show next season is going to mimic that. Maybe the blight shrinks, or oh, sure, yeah, yeah. like something you know, something along those lines is easier to navigate. But I have a feeling they're just going to brush right over it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't think he's that just going to be gonna... out of the blight. I just think it's very funny that he's yeah. like, "I'm going to go," mm-hmm. and I'm like. You have no idea. You really don't know where you are. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Titan is. Thank you for that. Super chat. Thank you for that super chat. Uh, they In the show, the Emmonsfield Five should have been our eyes to the world, but they don't feel any wonder while discovering the world. They almost seem jaded. Yeah, we were We've watching the Tarvalon. We were watching the Tarvalon episode last night where they're, Rand and Matt walk into Tarvalon. They're in a dope <laughs> city and they're like. Eh. And they're like, wow, there's a lot of people. Um, Okay, where is that in? Uh, okay, it's over here. And yeah. I was like, wait, what is happening? Yeah, there is no <laughs> sense of how small their world is before they leave the two rivers, right? A there big is in city... the pilot. We, we watched the pilot two days ago, and the, the pilot does have that vibe. Sure. It's just that everything after. And we, yeah. we I do want to say, the pilot is a different show from the rest of the se- season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pilot looks better than the rest of the season. They, like, There's just clearly more time spent on it. There yeah. is a, the pacing of the pilot. And it's interesting because when we were watching the show, I thought the show kept getting better. But in a rewatch of the show, the pilot is actually one of the more solid storytelling pieces of the, stro- of the show. Yeah, there yeah. are some things in it that are questionable. <laughs> Sean says but... maybe he'll backtrack and follow Moiraine's tell. <laughs> I hate that so much. Oh my god, that line is so bad. It's so yeah. It it's I, so bad. I yeah. We mm-hmm. we we were rewatching the finale last night, and th- there's actually more in the finale that I like 
than I remember from the first viewing. I was really let down by the finale the first time we watched it. Mm-hmm. There, there is there is actually some pretty good stuff in the finale. There's also a the, the finale is a lot of nonsense, but the the tell moment is the wor- is the worst line. The worst. Because what could that possibly mean? <clears throat> like it. It, it it doesn't make any sense in any context. Yeah. What what could Moiraine's tell possibly be that more that Lan, the man who has been with her for her whole life and can literally feel what she's feeling, doesn't know what it is. I know. Like I was like, she snaps every twenty second branch. Like <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, if you sniff the air every fourteen steps, you smell a wisp of lilac and gooseberries. Yeah, she does like a. 275 degree turn every half a kilometer. It's weird. It's, it's it just and it comes out of nowhere and it it may and the big my biggest problem with it is that for the entire finale Lan is just gone. Like he's yeah, just okay, not yeah, there. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> because you like he's following this anyway. Anyways, let's get back to the characters. Anyway. Characters. Characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we've done we've done Rand. Yeah, I feel like that's Let's go to the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Mommy Dearest Moiraine. Uh, Robert Borgman, thank, thank you so much, so for, much the for the chat. super chat. That is very sweet. The great hunt awaits. Absolutely. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Moiraine Sedai. Mm-hmm. We don't learn a lot about her in this book. No, mm-hmm. no. We learn a lot more about her in the show and whether or not She's that's the, the, show. the show. Yeah, yeah. And whether or not the show, that's the show taking liberties. We'll find out as we read and like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. But yeah, Moiraine. Um... Yeah, we don't know much about her in the book. We know she's a blue eye Sedai. Mm-hmm. We know that she is trying to thwart the Dark One at every turn possible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's... So in terms that's of, it. so in terms of Moiraine as a twist on the Gandalf storyline... Uh-huh. How do you feel about them making the Gandalf of this group not as, like, very untrustworthy? Oh, it's so fun, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about the fact that we don't, we are given information and who knows how much truth is in it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, and I think that, I think that is so fun. And we did talk about the fact that the show kind of loses that by making Moraine the main character because we know, like, she can't be bad. But in the book, mm-hmm. she absolutely can be manipulating for her own means, mm-hmm. even even if it's in small ways, right? Um, and that that makes it so much more interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, CD Complex, uh, or sorry, Claude Complex brings up, we know she can cut a rug. Yes, Moraine, rug. notorious dancer in The Wheel of Time. Wild. I um, do love that. Arazu Kashefapur. Thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, Thank the you blight so much. of the show is like the maze from Harry Potter movie. There's nothing in it. Yeah, literally. You just run and it, it, it it's it attacks windy. You. It's windy and scary. Um we do know that, that she has a contact, <clears throat> Sharian, who's another blue. That's we do know that about her as well. She she has a contact. She has a contact. Yeah, she wears contacts. No. Confirmed. No. Yeah. <laughs> No. Do we uh, ever see anyone on that entire show wear glasses? No. Everyone has twenty twenty vision. Weird. Or nobody knows what glasses are, so if you're blind, you're just blind. No, but didn't we have... Well, maybe they wouldn't. Do you think Aes Sedai can cure, like, nearsightedness? Is there maybe. a weave for that? <laughs> Is there a weave for that? Honestly, <laughs> probably, yeah. Probably. 
That's very funny. I'm into it. Um, I, I the thing the the fun thing about um. <laughs> The fun thing about Book Moraine to me mm-hmm. is that she she's so steadfast mm-hmm. um, and she's not mean about it in a way that she could be. There's mm-hmm. times where with Nynaeve, I feel like she could genu- genuinely be mean to her oh, yeah. if she wanted. And she, and like the book, the book Moraine just kind of like ignores Nynaeve. She, she, she's more dismissive than she is, like, directly aggressive. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. And um, the, the Shoei Marine can be a little bit more aggressive in a way that at times I was, like, there, it, it felt like they were trying too hard to make her seem um, untrustworthy. Rather than doing it through right. her actions, they were doing it through her just being mean. Right, right, right. right. Uh, one, two, five, three, sir, thank you for that super chat. Thank you. No one says that she was unconscious being carried by land before Nynaeve found them. How can she have a tell? Well, oh my God! You're so right. She's not even walking. Well, no, and he, but that's no. only for the last bit. <laughs> no, she's on a horse. She's yeah. not even walking. Yeah. What could her tell be? What could it possibly be? Her horse has a limp. Moraine has the same tell whether she's on a horse or walking. She moonwalks. She like spits bum, bum, every bum, six feet. Bum, 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 bum. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really dumb. That's so that I didn't line, even think about that. She's yeah. uh, she's out. She's fully out. <clears throat> yep. Um, yep. Uh, Titanus, thank you so much as thank well. Thank you for the super chat. Super chat. Titanus. Um, she moonwalks. It's a spoiler. <laughs> she doesn't shower and she smells. No, she's, she, she bathes. No, it's the lilac and gooseberry perfume that she wears. <laughs> this is not The Witcher. I know, I know, I know. Um, wow, that, yeah. She's stanky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for chat, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, Moraine does crazy Ivans. Crazy Ivans are a sudden course change by a sub to see what's behind them. Interesting. Amazing. Yeah, Moraine is a land-based submarine confirmed. <laughs> uh, so the we're talking about these characters' ends of their books and what's next for them. Predictions mm-hmm. for the future. In terms of Moiraine, do you think... That there is a world where Moiraine gets stilled or shielded in the books, or is that a complete invention of the show? Chat, please do not answer that question. That is a question we're going to prophesy about. L J, thank you so much for the super chat. Moiraine really likes asparagus. You know what? Valid, valid. I feel that. Land, all you have to do is just follow the smell of asparagus pee in the plane. Oh my god! Hey, you do what you got to do. Kid you not, thank you for that super chat. Uh, how Nynaeve tracked him is obvious. Follow the wide swath of broken earth left by Trollocoves. That doesn't work in the blight, though, right? Like, Yeah, it's uh, literally all vines. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. What do you, th- do you think there's any chance that in the books, uh, Moraine is stilled or shielded? Or is that a complete fabrication of the show? Uh, my like gut reaction is that it's a complete fabrication of the show. Mm-hmm. But there are fourteen books, so like that could happen in like book five or six, right? This is the very first small, tiny battle okay. of many things. New Dunk Gaming, thank, thank you so much for that super chat. For super chat, we really appreciate that. I think I think that that is a potential plot point for much much further so you think that in condensing the 14 books to eight seasons they've taken something from a later season and just introduced it early that would be my guess interesting yes Mm -hmm. i was so sure that maureen was gonna die yeah so was i in the book in the book i also thought she was gonna die i i yeah i I really thought that like maureen was going to die and like land was gonna have to leave them out of the blight i don't think that she makes it to the end of the series 
I I don't know. I think that she's I think she's in the memory of light. I think that she's there. The I don't the oh, final book. Oh. I think that she is in that book somehow. Whether or not it's as a force ghost or like some kind of like machination of magic or she something gets like that. She's stuck in the dream world. I just I I have a feeling that Oh, no, you know what it is? Oh, I you know what? what? Moraine is going to be at the final battle. She's going to die. Yeah. But when when Rand blows the horn, Moraine is going to appear at his side, and they're going to ride into the final battle together. Oh, because the horn because the horn brings the, the heroes of the heroes of the light back from the dead to fight the final battle. All oh my god, oh my god! If they do this well in the show, yeah. If they if the show crushes the next few seasons and we get to the end of season eight and he blows the horn and every character that died on the show appears behind him and they ride into the final battle together with uh, Elena. Um, Perrin's wife with like all of these characters no, that have died they're throughout gonna the show. Just, I don't think they're gonna drop Perrin's wife. I don't think they're gonna do. I I, I honestly don't think she's coming back. <laughs> I think they feel I don't, like they no, screwed I up. I feel like the I feel like the backlash on it is so hard that they're gonna try and redeem it by having her there. I would like that. You know? Yeah, and so I, I I think that yeah we're gonna get and maybe this... the 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 girl at Faldara mm-hmm. who channeled the lightning in the show. She's not in the book. No, but I mean, yeah. if, if she's blowing the horn, if yeah. she's blowing in the, the horn sh- in the show. In the show, <laughs> Agomar will come back and he'll be, and he'll just be Ag- on screen like, why was I killed? Why, what was the point of what this? What was the point of me dying there? John, John, and thank you for the super chat. <laughs> um, what's your guys' list of things to be accomplished in the books? <gasps> DeGron! <laughs> what, what the fuck? Um... Um, uh, thank you for the super chat. Thank, thank you for the super duper duper chat. Uh, watching oh. your journey through Wheel of Time mirrors that of my wife and I years ago is a nostalgic treat. Many, many treats await you when we open up again on Monday. Enjoy a fancy noms on us. Oh, thank you, DeGran. Fellow Toronto, thank you Fellow so Torontonian, much. what's up, Frank? Hell yes, because we're, we're back. We're not in lockdown. <laughs> no more lockdowns. DeGron, Let's go. So Degron, wow. Um, really um, incredibly <laughs> kind. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you so much. Um, okay, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, so uh, if we go back, John asked, what's your uh, list of things to be accomplished in the books? Okay, in the books. Um, oh, boy. <sighs> they need to wow. break the other six seals. Mm-hmm. Then they need to go to the this the tear uh-huh. they need to wield the sword that isn't a sword i'm just reciting the prophecy <laughs> the sword that's not the sword <clears throat> um mm-hmm. is yeah. the sword that's not the sword okay follow me here because i'm about to full up, pull up a whole dan brown on this okay we're about to go full da vinci code is the sword that's not a sword a penis and by wielding the sword that's not a sword will rand impregnate a woman and will he give birth? And will she give birth to his child? It's fourteen books. We can cover years, right? Will Rand's child be the one that actually defeats the Dark One? No. Why? What do you mean? Why? Because because the sword that's not a sword no. is like is is a euphemism for like ah uh, yes the chalice <clears throat> the Holy Grail. That's that's why vagina. I'm saying it's, that's why it's my Da Vinci Code theory. Oh my God. I'm very upset with you. Um, how, how? No, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, not in like, not in a gratuitous way. No, in like, no. in like, uh, in, 
But no, I the the sword that's not a sword is not a penis. But like There's Rand's no Rand's Rand's child is the one that cures his madness, so that he is how because it's the child of the dragon. And, like, some powerful Aes Sedai that Rand falls in love with later, because I know that Rand and Egwene are never going to end up together. Well, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> you chose I'm just saying. Poorly. <laughs> if, if Dan Brown were writing this book, the sword is a penis. That's all I'm saying. You know what? That That is true, but I, <laughs> luckily for us, he did not write these, uh, these books. The sword penis is spoilers. Oh, my God. No, the sword that's not a sword is, like, the lightsaber that he wielded against the Dark One. <laughs> Obviously, the lightsaber. it's the lightsaber. Uh, he wielded his father's blade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think that um, I, I, obviously, like the horn of Lear gets blown. I think that that's going to be a big moment. Um, I think that we're gonna have. I think we're gonna see some really cool stuff with the Aiel. Um, there's been enough foreshadowing for that. Um, <laughs> Someone said this sounds like yeah. Dune's story. Isn't that? Isn't there a book called Son of Dune? Son of Dune. Isn't like the third book called Son of Dune, and it's about. Peter Atreides' son, Paul, Paul Atreides, <laughs> Paul. I, any of the apostles, John, Mark, Luke, Paul, Peter, they're, it's, they're all the same. I love that you can name them. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know the apostles? No, why would I? Because I went to Catholic school and they made me know them. Yeah, no, my parents were like, nah. Catholic school did not like me. If you can't tell by the fact that we have smut a smut corner on our podcast. I was not popular in Catholic school. No, no. Particularly I'm, with the no, nuns. <laughs> no, I can imagine that is not... Children of Dune. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I've never read it, but, I you know, there's it. kids in it. Um, no, I think that... I, I, I feel like we've f- fully gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you said that the sword's not a sword, as a penis, and that just derailed the whole the whole thing. Do, yeah, well, let's do, like, long-term predictions at the end. Long-term predictions things, at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. things that we think, the, the directions we think that the series will go. What do you think Moraine does next in the books? Moraine? Um, kid you not, thank you for the super chat. He was a, he was a booby gay. He was a boobs guy? Okay, okay. Right, I can fair. respect that. I can, yeah, I can respect I, I can that. Respect that. Um, so, Moraine in the book. Oh, boy. Alan, thank you as well for the super <laughs> Alan, chat. thank you for the super chat. Uh, Imagine based of Clark's third law. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. I don't think that the show is that. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what Clark's third law is. So Clark's third law is that um, <clears throat> yeah, if you were to like so, show a smartphone to someone from the Middle Ages, they, they would it's assume magic. it's magic. Gotcha. Because their, their ability to comprehend what is happening is so impossible right. that they just assume magic. It's, sure. it's, it's the concept of if Thor, the first Thor movie, when Thor is like, when Thor and Jane are talking on top of the RV, and he's like, um, <clears throat> what you call technology, we call magic. But they're indistinguishable from each other. Yeah, yeah, That's okay. The, Gotcha. Uh, the Shadowling. Thank you so much for the super duper chat. There is nothing quite like watching Clarissa's face go from curiosity to eagerness, then disappointment when Nerdy <laughs> reveals their big twist. I love you. You understand our whole marriage now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Stabbed you with my nail. Yeah. All right, Moiraine. <laughs> what is Moiraine doing next? Okay, Moraine next. Chat, y'all are wild today. Y'all are wild and. Moraine is going to take the others to Tarvalon. Mm hmm. Uh, because Matt still needs to be cured of this dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Matt will be able to be cured of the dagger. I think that it is going to become part of his character for the series and that it is a like stain that he is going to have to learn to live with in the same way that Rand is has to learn to live with his madness. 
Mm. Right? I think each of the characters is going to have faults and shortcomings, right? And Perrin has to learn to live with his wolf brotherness. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I like that. I'm not 100% sure what Egwene's is yet, but there, I'm sure there's going to be something that she has to kind of come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that it's not that she can't have a relationship with Rand. I hope that it's something to do with herself and not a uh, like romantic relationship, but we'll find out, I guess. I, I, I don't mind if they spend some time with no Egwene feeling like Rand has deserted her. Yes, no, I it, them spending time on that, I have no problem, mm-hmm. but Egwene needs to have some other kind of shortcoming or um, thing that she needs to overcome uh, that is that does not have anything to do with Rand. Sure, I just don't think right. we'll get that like next book. I think no, that's no, going to no. be like in I think that's later the third, on. fourth. Yeah, yeah. And she's also the youngest, right? Yeah. So I, I, it's going to take more time. I expect some time with Egwene going. Hey, you left. He left me. And like that, that hurts, right? That is a real, you know. Yeah. Uh, New Dog Game, thank you for that. Thank you so As a much book reader, I love your theories, chat. but I'm also sitting here saying to myself, book five, book seven, oh, they're going to love it when they reach book 10. <laughs> y'all. I can't wait. Y'all, it's going to take us like a y- over a year and a half to do this. So I, I hope y'all are ready for this ride because we're going Buckle on up. it. Buckle up. My, we're, we're loving it. Since we're talking about Egwene, let's talk about Egwene next. Sure. What do you think is really well translated from the book to show Egwene? That's a tough question mm-hmm. because I think the, the the thing that makes Egwene the most interesting is completely lost in the show. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and that is the fact that she chooses to go with them from her own volition. Like she's like, nope, this is what I want to do. Um, and she never really falters. And her ferocity. In, yeah. 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 A thousand percent. I think that that's like. I think that that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's... Uh, what, what's so fascinating to me is that in trying to make... In saying that Egwene is tar- Taverin yep. in the show, which is not in the book, and in, in making her a potential dragon, they've actually, like, smoothed over anything interesting about her. Yeah, they've, like, and essentially neutered her character. Well, and sense. they've turned her into less powerful Rand. Yeah. And it, it it is interesting to me that in trying to... I understand the concept of like, well, we we want we don't want to have like the dragon have to be reborn as a man. In doing that, I almost wish they they had just left that Nynaeve could also be the dragon and allowed Egwene to have her arc because it it is really it, it is um yeah she's just she's kind of nothing in the show yeah I and agree. she doesn't do anything. Vidrick, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, oh, poor Perrin, eternally bound to the goodest, <laughs> the goodest of boys. Of boys. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll get to Perrin. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will get um, to Perrin. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that she's so much more boring in the show. And I love the actress. And I absolutely love what she does with the character. Oh, the actress is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The like, casting she's is perfect. so good. I just yeah. think that that choice kind of nukes her... her, her like, anything interesting about The Shadowling says, uh, thank you for that super chat, Shadowling. Thank uh, you. Egwene is a character who has the Bilbo, I'm going on an adventure moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so fun. I love that about her. Yeah. Um, Perry Wolf, thank you for the super Egwene chat. Egwene is not completely lost. When she buckles down and stands up to the white cloak in the show, I thought that's Egwene right there. I agree with yes. that. No, no, no. I, but here's the thing. I think the actress is great. Yes. She has moments where she's able yeah. to bring that out and really, really shine. I it's, think that her arc is not great the arc yeah because she doesn't she doesn't get her she doesn't get to go anywhere in the show because Mm -hmm. she's just forced along the journey the same way that rand is and parent and matt everyone instead of having a character who chooses to be there yeah 
which which is agency like it, it, it is just one of those weird we have these conversations about how to do diversity and how to have more inclusion in these stories than the original sources had because they were written so long ago yeah and what's weird is that i don't feel like Egwene in the books is a lesser character in any way no i feel like she is actually given a lot of her own agency for a book written in the 90s for a female like lead character yeah she is surprisingly uh adept yeah. And different, and 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 has a lot of spirit, mm-hmm. and it is it is odd to have that taken out in a modern adaptation from a female character. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think that Nynaeve is, uh, I, and, and I think we should do Nynaeve next and compare the two female characters. Absolutely. But I feel like the adaptation of Nynaeve to the show is a better adaptation, is a better version of how to have that kind of like bossy female character in a modern story without some of the stereotypic tropes about them. Yes. Whereas I feel like Egwene goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's interesting that we have that kind of disparity between these two women and the way that they're adapted to the show. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's... And it's, it's all in service of that mystery of the dragon thing that we keep talking about well, yeah. that like is just not... And it's like, I get what they were trying to do. <clears throat> like, yeah. I, I get it. But I think that it did not work out in their favor. Um, because, yeah. because yeah, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, what else makes Egwene interesting? And it all stems from that. And yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I, I'm kind of at a loss for her. I definitely preferred her in, like, I mean, the actress really brought her to life in a way, yeah, but yeah. The, the arc of her in the book, um, definitely think is much better. She's so, she, she is so headstrong and so caring as well. Mm-hmm. Like she feels so much love um, and empathy for other people. Um, the fear is still there, again, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, she, like, bullies Perrin to take turns with her on the horse, like, mm-hmm. at, right? Like I love, yeah, that moment's really great. The, the, her really just being like, no, 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 we're sharing. Yeah. And Perrin's like, I'm good. And she's like, no. Yeah. We're sharing. And he's like, yeah, even if Perrin <laughs> is more comfortable walking on yeah. his feet, Egwene still believes she's doing the right thing in the moment. You're not giving, thank you so much for that, uh, slow <laughs> chat. Uh, Perrin, super chat. Oh my god, my brain today. Tavarian makes one a slave to the pattern more or less. The boys always had to leave. She had a choice for comfort and she rejects that total autonomy. I, agree I love with that. that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when we got to that moment in the books, I was like, oh, this is, I yelled up the stairs. I, so basically what happens is she sits at the computer in our bedroom and edits her photos and I lie on the couch downstairs reading and I just shout things at her as I get stairs. through them. Yeah. So any of the good moments in the books, I've shouted at her at some point and because she reads first, usually. Generally, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this for Egwene. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into Nani. Oh, no, what do you think Egwene's doing next? In the bo- in the books, it's pretty obvious, right? Do you think she's going to go after Rand, or do you think she's going to go to Tarvalon? No, in the books, they're going to introduce us to the larger world of the magic system by yeah. having Egwene become an initiate at the White Tower. Yeah. And I, I think that we're going to spend a few books with Egwene learning how to channel. Yeah. Maybe Nynaeve as well. I don't know. Nynaeve in the, in the um, books isn't hasn't been set up yet as, like, the greatest channeler in a thousand years. Well, no. Um, the but, way that she's in the show. But she does really want to learn how to channel so that she can murder more rain if she feels like it. Do you think that... Do you Okay, so here's a good prediction about Nynaeve moving forward. Uh-huh. Does Nynaeve, moving forward, still not trust Moraine as much when she has now seen evidence that Moraine was telling the truth? I think that her trust for Moraine is going to come in in Tarvalon because they are going to be pushed and pulled in a lot of different directions and Moraine is going to be the one that is truly there trying to protect them and mm. to 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 move forward for the benefit <clears throat> of 
the good of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to take some time, but I do think that Nynaeve is going to see that eventually. See, but don't you think that, like, Moiraine being like, we have to go to stop the bad guys, and the bad guys show up, and Moiraine, like, throws herself in front of them so that you can get away, doesn't that kind of... Like, and Moiraine is more honest with Nynaeve on the show, or in the books than she's in the show. Totally. Like, she's she tells Nynaeve and Egwene about the dragon, but not the boys. Like, I feel like there's an element of the final scenes at the Eye of the World, where if I was Nynaeve, I'd be like, oh, she, oh, she wasn't lying. I think Those Nynaeve... are the bad guys. Like, yeah. if, if, if you're like, oh, I think the Aes Sedai are dark friends, and then those guys show up and you're like, oh, I was, no, no, no I was I wrong. Think, <laughs> I, I, I think that Nynaeve definitely is going to have a stronger trust for Moraine. I mm-hmm. think that she will have an eventual, an eventual softening towards her as well. Like, okay. I think, I think that they are have to going to become allies in a more political sense than Nynaeve. And Nynaeve is not a political person. She's very emotional and can be aggressive, right? Mm. Speaks her mind. And she is going to struggle. And I think Moraine is going to be her saving grace at Tarvalon. Right. That's interesting. I actually do like that quite a bit. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. But yeah. I, I think that I think that the trust is starting to be built there. For sure. For sure. The I foundations just, are laid. For me, it's tough when you have... When you have <laughs> evidence so violently thrust upon you mm-hmm. that someone has been telling you the truth this whole time. Yeah. I, I just, I hope it's not like Nynaeve has the exact same attitude towards Moiraine in the next book. I Because agree. you guys have been through something together and Moiraine showed you that she wasn't lying. Yeah. And showed you that she will put herself in the way of death so that you can get away. Yes. And I just feel like, you know, you have to respect the actions of the character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that I think that we are going to get a lot of Tarvalon in the next book. A hundred percent. Although it's which... called the Great Hunt, like it feels the, the title throws true. me off because who who's hunting what? Well, the Great Hunt is the search for the horn, but they have but the we horn. have the horn, and so maybe the Great Hunt is the people finding out that the I said I have the horn and like attacking Tarvalon. No, I don't think that that's where it's going. No, because it's not going to Tarvalon. The horn's going to Ilian. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, all right, uh, let's get on to, we just talked about him, Perrin. Perrin, what do you think is adapted well from Perrin to the show? And this one is hard. His softness. His, his softness is nice. Yes, yeah. his big, like, teddy bear softness. is. The actor for Perrin is fantastic. His, his, um, his like calculated way of thinking mm-hmm. his they they say like slowness but it's not it's just that he really thinks before he acts mm-hmm. which is the complete opposite of pretty much maybe not like Lana Moraine but the other Edmonds Fielders yeah he yeah, is yeah. he is the he is the one who takes a moment before speaking and I think that that was well translated but the whole Wolf Brother thing, I don't think was translated very well. And do you think we 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 get Elias in season two, right? Like I'm pretty sure they've said I, that. Have they? I, I was like, I don't know if we're gonna get. I Elias. think they've cast. How are we gonna get Elias if they're going to Tarvalon? Well, I mean, they could just run into him. It's, been, it's a long way to Tarvalon, and I don't think they're going back through the ways, right? The only reason they got to Faldara so fast was because they went through the ways, but now I don't think they'll go back through there. Oh, no, I don't think the ways are going to be used again for a while. I think they're going to be like a last resort thing for something incredibly important. Um, I think that they will cure the ways. I think there's going to be a whole book. There's going to be an entire book where, like, the end fight will just be 
Rand, some Aes Sedai, they're going to be in the ways fighting off Mon Chin Chin. And that's going to be like the big climax of one book. Oh, is, one book. Is okay. clearing the darkness out of the ways. Like that'll be like book eight or nine. And that the whole book will just be <clears throat> about how Rand and the Aes Sedai beat back Mon Chin Chin. Yeah. I feel like that's like you're setting up a possible one of the big bads of one of the books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I hope we get Elias. We will. I'm and almost I hope it. we get the Wolf Brother stuff because the way that they introduced it in the show, I was like kind of like. Mah, mah. Um, Gary so. Chung brings up uh, Elias is probably going to be merged with some other characters. That's actually really interesting. Probably, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That um, would be that would actually be really interesting. Um, some like guiding characters. Wheel of Time fan edit project. Um, first of all, I'm very excited to watch your project. I, I'm I'm highly anticipating <laughs> it. Uh, for those you don't know, Wheel of Time fan edit project is actually going to is uh, editing the show down to a movie. And it's trying to like see oh, how fine. you could turn these eight episodes into a single film. So I'm I'm excited to check that out when you finish it. Um, <clears throat> uh, we've been talking on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, gotcha. come follow me over on Twitter at Nerdy Nightly uh, <laughs> and send me DMs. I like to I, I'll, I'll I'll chat with you in the DMs um, over there. Don't don't message me in DMs on Instagram. My Instagram DMs are a mess. Um, <laughs> they just are only Twitter. Yeah, because um, Instagram DMs are all ads. Nobody nobody spams my Twitter DMs with like crap. You know what I mean? Lucky it's not you. like, do you want to sell jewelry? Do you want to sell goth clothing? I'm like, do, 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 do you want me to sell your goth clothing? Um. Anyway, so what was I saying? Um, oh, they're going to fix the taint of the ways. I think that that'll be a, a premise later on. That would be no, dope. In, in 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 the pushing it down, will Elias be mixed with other characters? That's where we were. I think so. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I, I can see that happening. Because yeah. like the show, the show is never going to be able to um, capture the... S- not capture the scope of the books. I, I think that they're trying, but they'll never be able to have the scope that the books have. Yeah, yeah. And so they're going to have to pare down some stuff, and and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. So show parent obviously has to go learn about Wolf Brothers. Book yeah. parent, do you think um, book parent, what do you think is next for him? He obviously, I think he gets Matt to Tarvalon. I think like that. I think he gets yeah. Matt to Tarvalon, but I think that like his eyes are going to be a problem. I like mm. right because the red Aja would kill him if they found if they no, found out. Yeah. They wouldn't. They would yeah. try and they would try and gentle him, and nothing would happen. No, no. They they think that like they they don't think that he's a channeler. They think that he is a, a dark friend with the because of the wolf bond. But then wouldn't it isn't it the green I said I that go after him then? Go after him. I thought that isn't the red Aja the I thought the red Aja handles men who can channel. And the green Aja handle like combating the dark friends. I mean, they're the warriors. Yeah, but like the Reds are like I believe upholders of the law, and so no, the upholders of the law are the whites. The white is like the justice system. The Browns are the librarians. The Reds handle men who can channel. The the Greens fight. The blues are spies, right? I feel like I have this right. And the black Aja don't exist. There is no yeah. war in Bossing Say. There is no war in Bossing There is no war in Bossing No, Perrin's eyes are definitely yellow. Uh, Rand references them several times in the book. Yeah. And in mm-hmm. the show, they are definitely yellow. We see them. <laughs> White is the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. <clears throat> they, 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 they'll they think he's ouched by the shadow. Actually, no, you're right. No, you're right. Because the yeah, reds they're... try and kill the lies. Yeah. The reds went after lies. No, yes. you're totally right. Yeah. You're right. I was like, no, there's definitely a thing in there. So, they don't like the, the whole wolf brother thing. They think it's evil. So, here, so here's the question. The same way that then. they don't like the <clears throat> Ogiers, right? 
I, they they have beef with the Ogiers, but they don't like. I don't know. Moraine, literally, the one of the first things she says to Loyal is like, "I'm a blue Aja, don't worry." Oh no, I just don't think that they. I don't think the red Aja would like attack the Ogiers. I just think they wouldn't like trust them or participate or like engage with them. I don't know because we haven't really met the red Aja as a whole. We met like the one, but she was like an advisor. Yeah, but like so the, but know. like Aleda knows that there's an Ogier in Camelin and doesn't like do anything about it. And if she's a red Aja. True. I don't know. So. <laughs> Although, honestly, the queen might just be like, no, shut, sit down. Like, shut it, mm. sit down. <laughs> You're not going to go murder this Ogier. I'm not sure. Oh, um, so apparently gray is the law and white would be logic and mathematics. Interesting. God damn. I think, this I think. very, like, confusing. In a, in a good We'll get there in the books, though. But that's the thing. It's in a good way. You know, it's not just like you have the healers, you have the battle mages, and you have the, like, spies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a very simplified. I, I like that it's a lot more complicated. Than so that. then, here's my question. If Perrin can't go to Tarvalon, where does he go? What Like, because Matt has to go to Tarvalon. The girls have to go to Tarvalon. Yes. And like, I think... the majority of our characters have to go to Tarvalon, and if Perrin can't go there... I think Perrin goes with them, and then maybe joins the hunt and that's why it's called the great hunt well i mean that like or the yeah so because he okay. i mean it's also a play on like wolf hunting right like he is yeah, a if wolf. you need a hunter yeah get a right wolf and uh, so this is like i have basically no evidence for this but i'm mm-hmm. just like throwing stuff out there and maybe it'll stick but like that's our whole show babe. i know don't tell anyone <laughs> um but like i i think that i don't know if he's gonna be able to stay in tarvalon i think there's gonna be like mm-hmm. some stuff going on and Makes maybe sense. we get a bunch of stuff from parents perspective next book because he is involved in the hunt for the horn um all right so then let's move on to matt okay show matt Excellent depiction by Barney Harris. I we've talked about this, and we were ta- we were talking about this when we were watching the first few episodes. Um, when it's just Rand and Matt, Barney Harris's performance really brings a lot out of the actor who plays Rand. Absolutely. Um, I love that the only actors whose names I know are Daniel Henney, um, uh, Rosamund Pike, and Barney Harris. And I only know Barney Harris's name because he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know the the actor who plays Rand. I think does a good job with this season. Um, yeah. But just ha- just has a more stoic character. It's a little bit bland. Uh, and so I think that Barney Harris next to him really brought a lot of, really, really added to the dynamic. Yes. And it's, it's noticeable. Barney Harris is really fantastic in this season. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough that he's the one that's being replaced to me because he is a fantastic actor. Like, I really do think he's energetic every time he's on screen. Yeah, I agree. And it's, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I feel, yeah, I feel bad. I, you Matt's know. going to a plastic surgeon. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he's going to the what's the the face sculptor in the Ratways in Skyrim? Oh, oh yeah. wow, yeah, that's a that's a deep cut because it's underground. Wow. <laughs> no, he's he's going to join the thieves guild. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna yeah get the face sculptor. Anyways, uh, he he yeah yeah Matt. Hmm, Matt is tough. Is a tough one to talk about because. He, because the actor left, mm-hmm. and so I think that automatically we, we've lost out on some stuff with Matt. Mm-hmm, yeah, you yeah. know, there there was a, a joy to Matt in the books that I do think was skimmed over in the show. Um, the difference, uh, but the difference of Matt before and after Dagger is staggering in the books, right? Yeah. And 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 Rand, Rand is able to convince himself. That it's that it makes sense to him. He's able to say, "Oh no, no, it's it, it's fine, yeah. right?" Um, 
but obviously as readers, we can see it. I think that his like youthfulness was like his, his playfulness and yeah. like eagerness was really lost um, not because of the actor, but because of just what he was given in the show. It's it, uh, rewatching the pilot. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to watch Matt steal that bracelet. Yeah, because it that fundamentally changes him. Here's the thing: I actually like what they did in the show with Matt. Oh, I, I I'm not saying that I don't like it, mm-hmm. but have now that I've read the book and I know what like a good soul Matt is at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Matt almost feels like the most corrupted, not just because of the dagger, but also just from, like, he has the most joy at the beginning of the book. Yeah. And the show never shows that. In fact, no. they almost give that to Egwene. Yeah. Egwene is also the one with the most joy at the beginning. But it, it, it is um, it is weird watching him be, his first action in the show is to be a thief from a friend. Yeah. To steal from a friend for, like, a couple dollars, right? Well, like, for land... So so that his family had lanterns for the ceremony. I'm, but here's the thing. I'm not saying that... I'm not saying, like, the that I don't understand the ends of it. Yeah. I'm saying that, like, that doesn't make it a good action. And it doesn't make him a good person. It just makes him a desperate no, person. yeah. And I... I, I there, Watching it the first time, I was like, oh, Matt's kind of the shady one. But when you read the book, Matt isn't the shady one. No, he's just like a prankster. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I it It's tough moving forward because there's going to be elements of Matt that are just so fundamentally changed by that decision throughout the entire thing now, right? And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I the making him a thief. I don't, I, I don't know what it adds to his character. I guess it sets up that he steals the dagger, but he doesn't yeah. steal the dagger from anyone. It's just on the ground. Like, it's not... The whole treasure hunting thing is definitely better handled in the book. Yeah. They're like, ooh, treasure. But I actually do really love the, the that, like, Matt is a little bit of a desperate character in the show. Like, his, his parents are all kinds of fucked up, and, like, he's the one that's stepping up to take care of his sisters. Sure. Um, I just think that you can show desperation without like his whole character is that he's a thief. He's going to rob a grave. He's going to rob, he, he steals from Shadar Lagoth. He steals from a dead body. I mean, yeah, but what, like, he, oh, also that crystal, that never came back in season one. The crystal? That he took from the body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I totally forgot about the crystal. I know, I rewatched it and oh, I was like, oh my God, oh, that's yeah. right. He steals a, a like purpley crystal thingy. Um, Samantha says, uh, thank you for that super chat. It's sad we lost all of our mischievous, lighthearted characters in Min and Matt's changes. Maybe the showrunner thinks characters like that are corny. Yeah, I think it's, they're trying to make the show adult. And I don't know that it yeah. needs it. Like, I yeah. just don't know that it needs it. Min, Min is so, like. So dour. When she in just. show. She's just like, yeah, there's no joy in her. Mm-hmm. It That is interesting, right? Min and, that, that's when we can talk about. Min in the book. Feels like she sees things. She feels almost more Luna Lovegoody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. The way that she approaches Matt, uh, the way she approaches Rand in Camelin almost reminds me of when Luna Lovegood approaches Harry Potter in um, when he's being all butthurt about um, the tasks. No, when he's being all butthurt about Malfoy in oh, book six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the way that she kind of approaches it, it just it, 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 that is so true. She making her. A dour barkeep 
It's just like an interesting, it, it is, yeah, they've taken kind of the like lightheartedness out of it. Yeah. There isn't actually, there isn't a lot of lightheartedness in anything except the tinkers in the show. And the yeah. tinkers, I think, are one of the best adapted parts of the show. Mm-hmm. I think everything about the tinker, tinkers is almost exactly what it is in the books. Yeah. And is so successful. I really, really like all the actors. Mm-hmm. They put, cast as the tinkers. Like, I think the tinkers are, uh, from the books to the show, almost exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I do I do enjoy the tinkers in the show. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is not to say that, like, the, that Min is, like, bad in the show because she's not. It is just really interesting that the, it does feel like the show tried to make things darker when I don't know if that was necessary. But it also, my, one of the things that I think the show is going to struggle with is that because it's so dark at the beginning, where do you go? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, how do you... How do you make the world get darker from here for these characters without making them all miserable? And I think that part of the problem, and maybe the problem is that there's 14 books, and so they had to start a little bit further along the character development to get through all of the stuff that happens in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they they do start in a place that, um, they do start in a place that gives them less distance to go. In terms of character development. Yeah, yeah, I agree. On the, the like, the fall from grace, in quotation marks, yeah, yeah. is, like, so much shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And less impactful in that sense. Um, yeah, and, like, that's... Yeah, that's tough. Like, one of the things about Game of Thrones, I think, that they do really well is that the show is incredibly dark, but there are characters who have joy. Like, Arya has so much joy in season one. Well, and season one isn't dark. Whoa. It's it's not. Season one is pretty lighthearted. It, but but like it, it, it. No, no, for the characters, like uh, like bad things happen. Yeah. But the characters aren't like miserable about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know for what sure, I mean? Like, for sure. um, uh, oh god, Bran gets pushed out of a window, and like everyone kind of moves on. They're like, okay, yeah, that's that's awful. Yeah, I guess. But then Arya and Arya and um. Arya is still able to like play on the riverbank, and then the wolf gets killed, and then the, Arya is yeah. still able to have fun after that. Like, it, it's not one single action that completely removes all joy from a character. Mm-hmm. There, there's ups and downs. There's hills and valleys. There's you know, there's variety. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that sometimes shows go, "This is a sad character," and I'm like, "But they could not be sad like in some scenes, right?" And they're like, "Nope, sorry about it. This is a sad character. They're they're, they're the nope, sad one. This is the sad one." They don't smile. Who smiles? Um, but even like, yeah. like, I, like going into like season four of Game of Thrones, when Oberyn Martell shows up, there is like light and life on that show again, right? Yeah. And there's room for like this character who's this incredible warrior to also be fun and be having a good time and be sassy and all of the stuff that, um, uh, oh my God, what Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal brings to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say The Mandalorian. Um, uh, hey, Methany, thank you for the support. We appreciate thank the super chat. Thank you so chat. much. I, I, I do agree. Like, the, the first season could have used a little bit more joy, especially with how dark they got with the Steppen storyline. Like, the middle of the season goes so dark. If you had started a little bit lighter mm-hmm. and had a little bit more variety, it could have been nice. I wish that the Steppen stuff had been saved for a later season. But but this show starts with Perrin killing his wife. You know what I mean? Like, the like show... Like, the darkest thing that I've seen on television. The show starts with Perrin accidentally murdering his wife. I, and my... I literally, like, the first time I watched it, I was like... Yeah. 
how do you go darker than that? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it gives them nowhere to go with Perrin because he's already done the worst thing he can possibly do. Mm-hmm. There's uh, His arc is only redemption at this point, yeah. I guess. But, like, there is no redemption for that. It's yeah. not his fault. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't a choice that he made. It was yeah. an accident. Yeah. So his arc, his arc is just forgiving himself and then... And then what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Chris Byron, people are saying that Layla is a dark friend. No, there's no, there's no way. Like, there's they're not no gonna, way. they're not gonna. Put that would that, be a weird. That'd retcon. be a weird thing for them to add in yeah. now. Yeah, it would be really strange. Um, um, I want to go to. I let let's get into before we move on. Yeah. I really want to talk about because we we're almost done with the characters. Yeah. First, oh, first of all, uh, Matt's next thing is just going to Tarvalon to get cured. We're all in agreement on that, right? Yep, I agree with that. Perrin, Egwene, Rand, Love Triangle. Go. No. What do you think of that scene in the show? Episode 7, Nynaeve accuses Perrin of having eyes for Nynaeve. Or for I Egwene. didn't like it then, and I still don't like it, and I hope that we just move on from it. Does it make any sense? No. Does it make any sense? That Does that scene make a lick of sense mm. based on anything we've seen? No, the only, like, potential reference we have to it in the show is, like, Layla's mad and not at Egwene's, like, party. That is never explained. But it's never explained, right? Why Layla isn't at um, Egwene's ceremony is never explained in the show. No. Uh, It's never brought up again. Yeah, no, that scene is, uh, please take it back. I hope that they just, like, forget that it ever happened and, like, move on from it. Well, the the, the thing is that Perrin handles it well. Perrin's like, no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it's such a bad moment for Nynaeve. And Nynaeve gets a bunch of, as much as I love show Nynaeve, she gets a bunch of bad moments in the last two episodes. Yeah. The, the tell the moment. Tell moment that, like. That, her dying for hours. And then just being revived. Should we talk about the finale? Yeah, because we rewatched it last night. We rewatched, we rewatched the, the finale, finale last night. And like. This is going to be the harshest we've been about the show. I guarantee it. Probably. And like I said, I do want to preface this by saying the show has brought me much joy and there are many things that I do love about it. The first seven episodes are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and at the beginning of this, I said there's more in the finale I liked than the first time. Yes. Yep. But, oh man. Whew, yeah, the finale, first of all, we talked about the blight. The blight is boring. The blight's uh, boring. We talked about the dream already. The dream, garbage. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't suit anybody's <laughs> character motivations. It, it The dream logic doesn't make sense. Rand yeah. stabbing himself doesn't make sense based on what we understand about dreams from the books. Oh, we didn't really talk about Nynaeve's, like, arc and where we think she's going. I mean, I think we she's going to Tarvalon. I'm just worried that if we talk about Nynaeve and um, Lan and the Blight, that people are going to freak out on us for not understanding that they didn't want to have sex. <laughs> Guys, I think we need to, like, put out an official statement that, like, we don't actually think... That Lan, like, that Nynaeve was trying to fuck Lan in the blight. We um, want to be really clear. It was that comedy. We're making jokes because there, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, we, we guys. The comments, the we comments like on last week's this. video. And yeah, the comments are like, "Wow, you guys really didn't understand." And we're like, "No, we're just we're trying to." We're having fun. We're having fun. So we're just gonna put out an official statement and say that we understand that she wasn't actually trying to tell him to take his pants off. Um, we understand, but. It was the two, the two, the two, the two. There are two kinds of comments on last week's video. There are people telling us that we're idiots and that we don't understand that the, the that they weren't going to have sex in that moment. True. And the people who had some rightful criticism of how I handled the talk about the race thing, where I I misunderstood some people's point of view, 
And I, I'm willing to say I misunderstood some people's point of view on it. Mm-hmm. Some. But I wasn't really <laughs> talking to those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I'll, 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 let me just clarify my thoughts from last week. Just Let's just take a moment to do that. While we're here. <laughs> if you have a problem with the racial diversity of Emmons Field because you feel like it is a small town that shouldn't be as racially diverse as it is, then that, that is just, it breaks the immersion for you. I think that that is a fair criticism of that one moment in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If your criticism of the show is that they should have saved people of color for other places that are brought up later in the show and that the leads of the series should all be white, that is the argument I don't agree with. Yeah. And there there are diff- there are different levels of the argument, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my comments about, my comments last week are directly at people who say that either there should not be people of color in the Wheel of Time or that the Wheel of Time can have people of color as long as they are not important characters. Yeah. And that is that that is my statement. There there are different levels. I get it. Emmons Field is wildly diverse. It is a little bit weird, but it was a statement on the fa- face of the show, and I yeah. understand why they did it. I understand why they did it as well. But yeah. yeah, I think I think it's you know in the in in the moment it was like a we we wanted to set like hard lines, and I think that it's important that you would just mm-hmm. say like. They're like, it is always more nuanced mm-hmm. and more complicated than that, right? Um, yeah, I think that's all we had to say about last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, Apparently I'm, we threw that an hour and a half in, but. Uh, yeah, well, that's fine. Apparently I'm what? <laughs> oh, you're, I said apparently your beard is nice. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's going to grow in a little bit more. It's a little, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking about the finale. We talked about the dream. Nah. Um, the whole, like, okay, the, Faldara, I loved in the show, when it went, in, especially in previous episodes, the Faldara battle Mm -hmm. makes zero sense, it makes negative one sense. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, them, like, you, you mentioned it, they, they yell a cavalry charge into the wall, and then go take their, like, crossbow positions is very strange there's no reason for them to uh to to run inside the, the wall well okay so the first so the first yeah so the first problem with the finale is that the timing of it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and now that we've read the books and we understand what is supposed to happen um <laughs> it, it becomes it becomes like hours just pass between every scene and it just it, it it ends up being like real real nonsense. Um, Andy Pickle says I'd rather I I like better regional accents in the show. I agree with that. There are times when they're like, "Oh, you sound like you're from Emmons Field," and I'm like, "What does that what sound do you mean? like?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things in Faldara that like looked really bad in that battle, and oh yeah, the CGI's not good. Yeah, CGI's not good, and, and it I think sucks because this... rewatching the the. The first episode. The first, yeah. The CGI is so good. But this is a book conversation, so I want to specifically talk about what about the finale doesn't work regarding our book reading. Well, I mean, the fact that, like, the the, the, the Agamar is dead. Yeah. And his his sister's dead. And his sister's dead. Who I'm assuming is a character we meet in later books. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Maybe Agamar and his sister try to uh, make sure that the horn gets to the city that it's supposed to go to, and then Padden Fane kills them. Maybe that's the beginning of the next book, and they just put it here because it just, yeah. Yeah, maybe, like, they are destined to die pretty early in the next book, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, is definitely dead. He got a spear through the chest. 
Oh, Agamar is... Oh, everyone in that wall is dead. Everyone in the wall is dead, which is why the Because some of the Trollocs would have through. stayed behind and just butchered people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's the no Trots way Agamar survived. love violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his sister is definitely dead, unless Egwene cries on her. Yes, the moment... Okay, so... I, I, I just... I hate... I, I re- it, it makes even less sense on a rewatch. Yeah, when we when watched When she cries time, on Nynaeve, it's like... I was like, how can Egwene bring somebody back from the dead? And people in the chat were like, well, she wasn't dead. She was just really badly hurt. No, she was... They were sitting there dead for, for hours. hours. The sun is rising. It is full dark when she dies. Yeah. And it is like 11 a.m. Yeah. Or, you know, it's probably like 10 a.m. when Egwene cries on okay, her. Okay, not 10 a.m. Not 10 a.m. But it is definitely like... Like, the sun is... I don't is get up before noon, so horizon. I don't know. I don't know what the mornings look like. I don't know how time works. Um, Like, the it takes... It takes so long, mm-hmm. and like, there's no way. Like, the if, lighting, if she had it, healed immediately, me, yeah, it would have. I would have. I would have been totally on board. She gets like she gets burnt, and then immediately, Egwene is able to harness the one power and pull it down, and and you know, bring her back from the brink of death. Yeah. But the way that it is shot and edited together, and yeah. the different lighting, it makes it seem like naive. Like they were full dead. For hours, sitting out there. And, and there are people who say she, she isn't dead. I understand what you're saying. And I think that the show she is... She looks in, dead. I think the intention on the show's behalf is that she isn't dead. But, but it does not because of the way it is edited and the lighting effect that they use yeah. and how it is a different, an entirely different lighting when she burns out to when she uh, is revived, uh-huh. it makes it seem like hours have passed and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New John Giving, thank <laughs> you for the super chat. You fools, melodrama is more important than world building and logic. Well, and there's a lot of that in this episode, right? And yeah. what the reason I wanted to bring this up is because if we get to the next um if we get to the next book and all of this like Lagomar is important. Like they it feels like they've written themselves into these weird holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, okay, what was Perrin doing in the finale? Is Loyal dead? Like, the, there's, there's just so many questions. I, I like the idea that we talked about that Loyal was stabbed with the dagger. I think and that's, yeah, yeah. that That's why they have to go to Tarvalon. Like, I think that that's a really interesting theory. But yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing, it just seems like Loyal was straight up murdered in the show. Um, We were talking last night about how I think that the women's moment could have been, um, Nynaeve's resurrection could have been better. Yes. This is what I came up with. And what I think they should have done is that the, the what is the name of um Agamar's sister chat? Uh, because it's not in the book ever. Um, is it? No. Yeah. There's the 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 lead channeler of the five of them. Mm-hmm. If she was starting to burn out and realized she was gonna die, and so she reached over and pulled the pulled enough out of Nynaeve. So Nynaeve's Emily's. If Emily's ship had the ship captain, if Emily's had saved, so Nynaeve saves Egwene. Emilisa, I think. So um, Emilisa. She so Nynaeve saves Egwene. She pulls mm-hmm. it out as Egwene is burning up, and, and Egwene gets kicked out of the link. Mm-hmm. And then Nynaeve starts to burn up mm-hmm. as well. Emilisa realizes that she's going to die anyway, mm-hmm. so she pulls just enough out of Nynaeve that Nynaeve is able to survive. Mm-hmm. But Emilisa like sacrifices herself so that Nynaeve can keep going. Yeah, she's because able to cut it off. when she started channeling, she realizes how much power Nynaeve has because of how much comes through her. Yeah, there's a moment where it's like, oh, you give us a moment where Emilisa in her final dying moments realizes that this is the this is a powerful channeler that the world needs and she dies to make sure that that woman lives mm-hmm. and it pays off um 
you you would have the moment where Nynaeve says to Egwene, like, a woman is always alone but never alone. Yeah. And then and, and so and then Amalisa goes, no woman is ever alone, pulls it out. Nynaeve survives, but Amalisa takes that to, like, her grave. And knowing that she allowed this powerful female channeler to live on for the rest of the world. Yeah. It could have been, like, a... It just would have been a better moment than this, like healing tear Disney yeah. end of a Disney movie kind yeah. of situation. We want that. We want, we, we would choose to believe the headcanon that Annalisa pulls out. Um, Sparky Sue, thank you for that spoiler. Our super chat. God damn it. You Rand, missed my joke. Rand is the, what? I missed your joke. You missed my joke. We got a super chat. I was distracted. Thank uh, you, Space Sue. Thank you, Space Sue. Rand is a messiah figure. He's Gandalf riding in the sun rising in the east, removing his fist, massive savior moment undermines the character. A hundred percent. Yeah. But also like, I understand why they did it the way that they did it. Yeah, yeah. And that one's tough. I get it, but also, uh, thank you, Dovia. Thank you. Rantel Moore, thank you for that uh, super chat. Einstein's 2020, <laughs> but let's hope for a smooth production on season two. I think much of what mm-hmm. the show has done is what they think is necessity. I Yeah, and I'm hoping, well, here's the thing. For season mm-hmm. two, we won't have the, like, ooh, COVID, ooh, you uh, know, No, because it's left. being made in COVID right now. I mean, it's being made, ne- uh, that's true. It's, it's they're, they're, wrapped, they're wrapped on season two. They just finished filming. Oh, I didn't realize it was. Or, or, or they're going to finish filming by the end of February. Damn. They're filming during Omicron. Hi, Dusty Wheel. What's up, Dusty Wheel? Thanks for coming in. Um, y'all, go follow Dusty. If you if you like uh, people who know the answers to all these questions, go <laughs> yeah. watch the Dusty Wheel. We're the ones asking the questions. They know. They, they, they um, know. So, do you think that... Uh, go, let's, go to, let's go to Rand's big moment, where he saves the day sort of accidentally. Rand's big moment. Do you think that the show... Do you think that the show needed it? The, when he saved the battle? Yeah. Do you think the show would have been better if the women hadn't channeled and all died for nothing and the men hadn't died for nothing? Yeah, yeah. But they would have had to have the budget to have that big battle. Nope, and... they wouldn't have. Because they already had the men on the field. You Fair. could have not had the dumb wall. The dumb wall that doesn't make any sense. And here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that someone on the production was like, what if we had Helm's Deep, but there were ways for you to shoot through the wall? And someone else went, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the other person went, should we talk to an expert on medieval combat about this? And the other person went, nah, yeah. man, nah, we've, we, we got this. The wall is dumb. As someone who bonkers. has studied weapons and uh, and combat and loves that stuff, that wall literally makes no sense. It is not a defensible position. It's not passable in any way. There's so, no like, trenches. how did Rand and Moiraine get past it? Like, there's so yeah, much there's about no that door. wall that, and you have horses. Like, you have cavalry, and you rode into the wall and then didn't leave when you were about to lose the wall on your horses to make a secondary charge in the big field. Like, the the wall is so dumb. And I hate it. Yeah. There's just nothing about it that makes sense from a strategic point of view. And it may, and they're like, well, we've th- held a thousand Trollocs before. And I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. How does that wall stop? What happens is the most obvious thing. Also, there's not 5,000 Trollocs in that scene. There's like 300. Um, Adam Pasio, thank you so much for the super chat. I'm I'm not sure what got deleted, but if it's if it's not in the first book, uh, yeah, please. Uh, we haven't we haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> Let's build a ditch in front of the wall. Let's build a ditch. The wall is just it, the way it's shot is dumb, and all they had to do save all the those women's lives, save all those men's lives for the future seasons. All they had to do was put those men on that field on their horses, have that exact shot before the charge. Yeah. 
have Agamar go to charge and then just have the lightning effect yeah. that they already have they on the show. Already, yeah. There's just Trollocs pouring through the gap and there's the, the lightning effect goes off. All the Trollocs die. They see Rand for a moment and then he flashes out of existence back to the eye of the world. Yeah. It would have been cheaper than what they did. Yeah. It would have looked better because they wouldn't have needed all the special effects. Yeah. It would have saved them time and not had to explain any of the time jumpiness. They literally made their lives more complicated in COVID. Also, yeah. they could have shot Rand on a green screen by himself so they wouldn't have had to deal with COVID stuff. Literally, That's true. like the version in the books is easier to do in COVID than the version they made up for the show that doesn't make any sense given yeah. strict strategy. Like it is it is such a baffling decision to make when you are backs against up against the wall yeah. to be like, what if we made this insane? Yeah. Yeah. I it's I, I and I agree. Rant, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, oh thank you, Rant Tomar. Yeah, I agree. I think that taking away that moment from Rand, um, it 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 it, it diminishes Rand's power as the dragon. Like, all that we see him do in the show is, like, he breaks the thing that can't be broken, and the Dark One smiles and disappears. Uh, right? And, like, that's kind of... Well, yeah. Like, we get to see some cool shit in the book. And, like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. you can't do everything. But the thing with the cords and the sword mm-hmm. and the light and the him saving the battle, like, that is all, like, such grand-scale epic badassery. Do you know how much... You missed it. Do you know how much you w- they would have gotten out of him having a laser sword? People would have lost their Buy minds. that merch. Yeah. I, I Give Rand a lightsaber. I understand COVID production was difficult, mm-hmm. but the, the things they changed about the finale are so... Baffling, and I think that they're going to have really big implications for the rest of the show. Because yeah. my prediction, big prediction time. Okay. Agomar seeing a, the light become flesh at the Battle of Tarwin's Gap is going to be the story of the dragon returning that passes around the world in the for, for, in the coming books. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. the story of the all of the men at the wall are going to tell the story of the light becoming flesh and saving them from the Trollocs. Yeah, and it is going to be important for the future of these books that this like uh, this uprising of hope on the side of the light starts to happen because of the tale of Tarwin's Gap, mm-hmm. and that can't happen now because now it is the tale of how the Trollocs killed every single man at Faldara. Yeah. Yeah, it's and yeah, it completely changes the narrative around what happened, like in the Borderlands, and that's tough. I, like mm-hmm. I, I, it it does feel like a corner that they've written themselves into, and I'm I'm not sure what they were thinking. I you know, it's it's one of those moments where I would actually love to have a discussion with somebody on the show and just like legitimately be like, why this? Yeah, because I can't. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, New Dog Gaming says, to me, it feels like Egwene and Nynaeve have more big dragon energy while Rand and Perrin feel like Chihuahuas. I, I, I Perrin, show Perrin and book Perrin both have that a bit, though. Um, I, I don't agree about Rand. I think that the actor who plays Rand actually brings a lot of BDE to the finale. Oh, for sure. The, he doesn't but... get to do anything visually that's interesting, but the way that he stands up to Baalzaman or Ishamayil or whoever... Is actually like rewatching it last night. The actor pulls off big hero moment. Oh, well, the actor pulls it off, but like the show doesn't. Nynaeve does. and Egwene have these big like healing moments where they are able to wield the one power to do something like really cool. And like Rand like has kind of that moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel as cool as Nynaeve's healing everybody oh, when, yeah. when Logan kills them all, right? Like, and so. 
or know, what or what Nynaeve does in um, the ways where she yeah you know goes so like nuclear. Chihuahuas I'm like maybe not quite but I do think that there is a power gap that feels a little wonky in in there also um, I, I I just want to point out Perrin isn't Perrin has nothing to do in this episode. Oh no no! Parent Perrin is like useless. opens the yeah yeah. Parent is um, literally useless. Arizu, uh, thank you so much for that super chat. Thank uh, you. I want to see your version of the finale. I me too. <laughs> that would be that would be very nice. Um, uh, Tythonus, thank you. Also, five untrained channelers can kill thousands of Trollocs. One thousand. I said I should have rid the world of any Trolloc at this point. Yeah. That is valid. Although you know what? No, we see no, we see Moiraine. We see Moiraine wipe out like. Hundreds of Trollocs in the pipe. Yes, yes. There just the must I- be so many Trollocs. Yes, but the Aes Sedai yeah. cannot march from their tower and go slaughter Trollocs. They can only fight when provoked. But they can walk somewhere where something bad might happen. The, 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 th- the important thing about the three oaths is that the Aes Sedai follow them, but they find ways around them. If Aes Sedai could not lie and there was no loopholes, then they would not be able to miss... They would not have half-truths, right? An Aes Sedai... The Aes Sedai should just walk into the middle of the White Cloaks camp and go, Hi, we're Aes Sedai, and then kill all the White Cloaks when they attack them. Just because they can't use the one power to harm someone... Oh, the oaths do not apply. All right, cool. Okay, that's that's good to know. That oh, was the oaths don't apply to the Dark One's minions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense, um, I guess. Nudong Gaming uh, sent another super chat. Thank you to Thank clarify. You, okay, fair. Chihuahuas with big barks. I We appreciate that. Here's the thing. A lot of big dogs, a lot of big dogs are big softies, but you don't want to mess with a chihuahua. That thing will bite your balls. (laughs) It'll jump up your kilt and bite your balls. Well, how often do you wear a kilt? I've I've only worn a kilt once in my life. (laughs) We can fix that. Um, Uh, The Shadowling, I'd say a huge invading army charging towards you is provocation. I would agree with that. Yeah, thank you, Shadowling, for the chat. Yeah, I guess so. It does make it seem, Or, or, or here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're only able to accomplish this crazy feat because Nynaeve and Egwene are there. Yeah. So I think it's like, but it's tough for the show to communicate that, right? Um. Like, I th- I think Egwene and Nynaeve are going to have to be so powerful. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tim, Lap brings up another thing about the finale that we should talk about. Uh, let's talk about Luce Theron Telemon and the plot of the past. Because... The thank you for that for bringing that up because let's get into it. Uh-huh. In the prologue, we see the moment between Ishamayil and Luce Therentelmon, right? Mm-hmm. In the show, it is the cold open of episode episode eight. Mm-hmm. Do you like the cold open of episode eight? Having rewatched it last night, the cold open. Of the scene eight. between Luce Therentelmon oh. and the Tamlin Seed or Emlyn Seed. Uh, hmm. I think it was nice to get certain information in the moment, like before reading the books. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that information was really cool, and seeing the buildings and the technology that they had was dope. The the thing that like is weird to me is that they call him the Dragon Reborn as well. Yep. Um, and so that kind of does not really make sense. I liked it when we first saw it. Because I didn't understand the world at all, and I felt like it gave me some understanding of something. Yeah. And then I read the book, and then I went back and watched it again, and I went, wait a second. This doesn't understand the book. Yeah. The biggest problem with this scene is that it sets up a concept that 
Like, because I, I, this was my favorite part of the episode the first time we watched it, mm-hmm. of the finale, mm-hmm. right? Luce there and Telamon seems to be going to do this to the Dark One for no reason. Like, he just yeah. wants to. Yeah, they're like, we have a chance to cage darkness for good. And then the camera pans outside and shows Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Shows Utopia. Utopia. Um, not the HBO show. Uh, Rand, uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, there's much of To the Age of Legends you haven't seen yet, the main forum, wh- why they made that choice, but I wasn't okay. a huge fan of LTT's characterization. Here's my problem okay. with it. In the We're we're set up to believe that Luce Theron Telemann does this as a final act of desperation when this war with the Dark One, it is the last, op- it is their last option in the yeah. book, right? At, at, at the final moment of the war with the Dark One, Luce there and Telamon took his 100 companions, or his 99 companions to the Eye of the World, or not to the Eye of the World, to the, where, whatever Dragon Mount was called back then. Uh, or no, to somewhere. I actually don't know where that ha- fight happened. Because Dragon Mount is after that moment. To, where, to the Dark One's prison, to Shia Ghul. Yeah, yeah, Luce yeah, there yeah. and Telamon in the final desperate moments of this big war mm-hmm. as a final desperate act of this thing. The show version is Luce there and Telamon woke up, looked at his kid and went, you know what we should do today? Let's go fight the Dark One. Why not? We're going to take over the world. Ladies, come on. Um, and if they had just set up that like... The- that it was a moment of desperation more so than like, um, you know what? I'm feeling spicy today. The Amelin seat is like, no, we're just not coming. Good luck though. And I'm like... Well, she literally is like, we'll be here to pick up the pieces when you fuck up. But the, that shouldn't be the case. Like, they should be yeah. desperate for success. Yeah. And I, I just, it, 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 is a, it is a scene that is almost meaningless the way that they do it. Yeah. Because it doesn't tell, it doesn't actually tell us anything about the world. It is a nice pan up shot to the CGI towers. It is cool. But yeah. Like, oh, for sure. We don't, they, they're still hiding why. And there's no reason to hide why something happened 3,000 years before this. Yeah. There's no reason to hide the why. Yeah. And to have them talk cryptically. I do like that they speak a different language with subtitles. I, I really enjoy That's that. That's fine, yeah. But I, I I don't understand why they would choose to make it so, such a boring conversation. They're both so casual about it. Literally, they're sitting there and he's like, we should do this. And she's like, no. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you being so casual about the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You should be screaming at each other. At the very least, I know there's a baby in the room, but you should be like, this should be the the most important conversation of your entire life. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, do you want tea? Do you want sugar? Uh, we have cucumber water. Would you like cucumber water when you come in? No, I think it. That I think that that scene definitely needed some some motivation. Some, some desperation, to mm-hmm. be honest, yeah. right? Because, like, I, it is totally believable to me that, like, like things are failing, it's not going well, and these men are like, this is our final chance. Um, oh, uh, yeah, but, um, Rory Mitchell brings up that her, her line is that it's the arrogance of men. Yeah. It just, that line makes it seem, I get what they're doing. I understand that they want, like, I, I, I get it, but. Well, that comes back to Robert Jordan's, like, what you believe isn't necessarily exactly what happened, right? The but, this isn't, but this isn't somebody's memory of the moment. This is this scene is not like how Moraine is telling the moment to Rand. No, it's this is a- exactly what happened, right? Which implies that that the Am- the Amelin seat genuinely thought that it was arrogance for the men to make a desperate last stand against the Dark One, which is kind of insane. 
Well, but it doesn't seem like it's desperate in the show, right? And that's that's what's it. It's that they woke up one day and were like, we're powerful men, let's go just uh, cage the dark one. And that is arrogance. Absolutely. The way that they, at least oh, with okay, the sure, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have been consistent with that idea, but it the, but it misses the point in the books. And so that's that's tough. Well, and it just makes that it makes Luce there and Telemon an idiot. Yeah. Right? It makes him an idiot. Yeah. Because he did this for no reason. Because if if they were in Utopia, like it's if if they had panned up and it was this beautiful city and there's a gate and on the other side of the gate there's like siege equipment. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're under or siege, fires of course. Burning, like something like that, you know. Um, New Dawn Gaming says, Thank you for that super chat. In the books Thank we get you. different reasons for why the men and women have different views on what to do with the dark one. That was both right and wrong. See, I, I wish that the Amelin seat had given her position more. Yes. I don't think I, we got enough. I don't understand what her I I don't understand what his plan is. I don't understand what, it really just is now that I've read the book, that seemed to me as the most disappointing part of the whole show. Because now they can't now they have to either fix it by retcon it by spending more time in the past which i don't want to do i don't want to have to make more flashbacks to make more understanding of what happened mm-hmm. they should have just explained it once and moved on yeah and had that actors lose their intelman appear to rand as his like you know past self when he starts to go mad right mm-hmm. I, I just i really it, it is it the, there's so much about the finale we need to stop talking about the finale there's other things to talk about um uh roka thank you so much for the super chat um, um Pike said the book's breaking is about men abusing power too. Big yikes. Uh, the men abusing power? No, the the breaking is there is the come is them I, trying I don't to under, the I dark don't understand one. that. Yeah. How is it men abusing power? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was an abuse. It was the the they thought that they could do a thing. Um, Marori um, Mitch says the cold open destroys the theme of unity in the story. LTT's decision should have been a morally gray choice. You'll understand more as you read further. I under, I, I'm yeah. sure that we'll understand more in the books. I just, going into season two, there, that is going to be the thing that, that is going to be the, like, the thread that is, is still difficult, that is going to nag at me through season two. Yeah, yeah. That's how they handle that. Um... Harry, well, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Robert Jordan is sorry for ruining the show for you. It's no, not ruined. Here's the thing. And, and that's why I did want to preface this before we got into it, because we because we are focusing on negatives and shortcomings because we're comparing to the book. We enjoyed the show a lot when we watched it. Just less so compared to the book. Yes. Yeah. It is not a good adaptation of these books, and I will stand by that. But I did love the show. I still do love a lot about the show, and I will mm-hmm. probably rewatch the show again. Like and, 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 you know, that's like... It, yeah, it's it's tough. It's not a good adaptation, but yeah. there's a lot of love there that I think is important to yeah. acknowledge. Uh, um, Sam, uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Sam says they can't explain yet because characters yet to be introduced had a role in releasing the Dark One. Okay, cool. I, I guess we're going to get more, but it's just that scene feels really premature then and probably should have waited until we had more. Bisty says, good luck enjoying season two after reading Great Hunt. That's going to be interesting. I'm very excited for our spoiler chats for season two. Yeah. I'm excited to see a trailer for season two. Yeah, because we might get one. We might get one in like three months. I think. I think we'll get trailer two stuff over the summer. Yeah, I almost wish. Yeah, I, I yeah, I wish we could watch and then read it. But you know, I can't. can't. I can't wait. We have to talk about the Great Hunt next week. Oh no, I know. Y'all, we have to read. We that have, book like, has been teasing me. I just want to read it. Um. So the one thing that I did. Uh, it's not in this one. It's in my notes here. Um. The the one thing that I did want to bring up is. Um. Do you think mm-hmm. it is going to be? Um. It is going to 
be a big deal, a bigger deal that Moraine can channel all four elements. Because we know that, we know what that, do you mean? well, so the women have much more power when it comes to air and water, I believe, and as soul. opposed to, as opposed to earth and fire. There's which five are elements. The, the, Oh, okay. And uh, soul. Soul is the fifth element. Ancient Hydra, thank, thank you for that you super so chat. Super chat. Um, and so, and they, they reference it. And I, I just, I wondered if it was going to be a bigger deal and maybe a testament to Moraine's power that she does actually have a good amount of control over fire and earth, which, mm. we, which is demonstrated in the show and in the books. I think that the show will never, I don't think the show is going to talk about the elements. I don't think it's going to bring it up. I think that the one power is just going to kind of be the one power. I don't think the show okay. is going to have time to get into weaves and stuff like that okay. as deep as book lovers would like. Okay. In the because they don't even mention the elements in the, book, in the show. No, you're right. right. It, that is a book thing. So in the book, do mm-hmm. you think that when they get to Tarvalon, do you think it is going to, do, do you think that there is going to be like a, they're going to make a thing about the fact that like, because, because Moraine is supposed to be like pretty powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is going to be a thing that she actually like has a, amount of control over the elements that are on the more male side of the power i don't know i feel like i feel like i feel like all i said i can probably wield all the elements i don't think it's like certain i said i can only wield certain elements i think they all can wield all of them it's just how the more powerful you are the more you're going the better you're going to be at things that are considered to be stronger on the other side right but i think that there there are probably men who are really bad who who just aren't that strong Mm -hmm. who can't wield fire and earth as well as she can Mm -hmm. and there are probably you know men who can wield water and air as good as any woman you know what i mean i think it is just like a strength level new don thank you for that super chat mm-hmm. thank you it's strength on ability all elements are shared i think that how i think that the books will definitely be very firm on how important um different uh the, how important the different cha- the different elements are mm-hmm. i think we're going to get a lot more information about the different elements in terms of uh the magic system in the books i just don't think that that's going to be in the show I, I don't think they're going to have time to explain. No, break not it in up the show. Like no, I, and I didn't really think it'd be a part of the show. Yeah. Um, but no, I do think, I think like Moraine's power level is interesting, right? Yeah. And I think that how Moraine and Nynaeve interact when it's revealed that Nynaeve is actually more powerful and one power than Moraine. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's not made up for the show. I'm assuming that Nynaeve is genuinely just this crazy powerful channeler in the books. Because making the female Aes Sedai, who is the most powerful with the one power, mm-hmm. the one who hates the Aes Sedai, is such, is an interesting story, right? That there, there's good storytelling in that. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, I think that that's really interesting, and I I, I would be down for that. I'm I'm into that. I I would I want more of the magic system, and I know that we get a lot more of it. Everyone says the first book, the magic system, isn't fully put together yet. Yes. Um. Yes. But I'm I'm so excited for more of the magic. I think the magic of this world is so cool, and I really um. I'm, I'm really, yeah. Uh, Arezu, uh, thank you for that super chat. People are suggesting you read Strike thank at Shia al Ghul. Do so only after book four. Is that like a... I, I've seen Strike book? at Shia al Ghul. Is that like a prologue of something or... I've, no, I've never heard of it. Also, y'all, we are going to do a reaction to Winter Dragon uh, because um, we're going to... So next week we're doing um, The Great Hunt. The week after that, we're in LA, so there will not be a book club two weeks from today. But if you want to watch a video at 11 a.m. that morning our reaction to the Winter Dragon will go live. And you can check that out. Uh, The full version will be over on our Patreon Mm -hmm. uh, and available to members. uh, And a edited version will be available publicly. Who's that? The headshot photographer. He's just going to have to wait. Oh, okay. I am uh, streaming. All right. Um, 
we're, we're at two hours. Is What have we not talked about that we should talk about? Um, we honestly got to the, we honestly got to most of the stuff. I did have this like idea. They do talk about in, um. Strike at Chow Ghoul is a short story that we should read after book four. Okay. Okay. And they do talk about that, um, in the very beginning, they talk about how like wolves are more frequent in the two rivers. Uh, like the, they're coming like closer to like the, the, the town. And I wondered if that had anything to do with Perrin. Because mm-hmm. we know that the wolves are, don't like dark friends. And. And, I mean, wolves as animals, like, if if spring is already, like, late and it's going to be hard, they, they might have just, like, migrated. But I was like, maybe it just has something to do with Perrin. <laughs> um, Carl Mailer brings up the thing that I wanted to talk about last. Oh. But we can talk about it now, because I don't know that we're done yet. But let's talk about it now. I mean, I feel like we're pretty much I done. skipped over an important character when we were talking about characters. Oh. I skipped over a whole character bit. Do you know who that character is? Ship captain. Yeah, what do you think ship captain does next? Does he get to Ilian? He captains the ship. No, Lan, my best boy. Oh, well, the love goes... of my life. No, I want. I, let's talk about I, Lan because okay, Lan okay. is very different in the show, mm-hmm. and not very different in the show, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And so, in the debate of uh, Lan being emotional at the funeral in the show, now that we've read the books, do you feel like that ruins Lan's character the way that a lot of people do? Neither do I. No. I don't like him showing emotion as the designated warder. Yeah, as the designated mourner, rather. I, I don't really. Um, I, I I don't agree with it. I I actually think that Lan his his whole thing seems to be duty, and yeah. so when someone gives him a duty, I think that he fulfills it. Yeah, and I think that Lan is very good at everything in a way. You know, he's the poet. Um, but I also think that his emotion in that scene is very tied to the poetry that he says in the book. I think there's a floweriness yeah. to his speech that betrays that there is an emotional underpinning. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's He's got layers. <laughs> and so what's interesting about it is I so I so loved Sholan. And Daniel Henney, to me, is my favorite part of the show. I will follow that man anywhere. Yeah. But mm-hmm. after reading Book Clan, I think Daniel Henney kind of crushed it. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes, he is perfect. Um, and even, like, as far as, like, character goes, I think Lan is the one that is best translated. Yeah, I would agree with that. From book to screen. I, I, I agree. Yeah. For sure. Um, Lan, Lan is just... It, and it's funny, right? Because I don't know that I would love him in the sh- in the book as much. I don't think I would have gravitated to him as quickly. Yes. Um, but I, I do... Daniel Henney's performance. I, I think the character's awesome. But Daniel Henney is just... He's, he's electric. Yeah. He's he's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. He yeah, is yeah. and, he and is that's not me dissing anyone else. It's perfect. just he's so good. Yeah. And I I love Lan. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think is gonna be so interesting about season two versus book two mm-hmm. is that Lan is not connected to Moiraine in in season two. Oh, they don't have the connect yeah. The, yeah, the bond she's... has been broken. Right, 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 right. So So, you know, we get this 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 very different relationship between those two characters moving forward mm-hmm. because that's gone that that part of him isn't there yeah yeah that's gonna be tough i, I yeah i don't do, do you think that after we read book two do you think that land's story in season two is going to be drastically different than in book two because of that i don't know because 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 in because moraine can't oh no she is not allowed to go to tarvalon but because she can't 
touch one power, now she might be allowed to go to Tarvalon. We don't know that. We don't the know that. We speculated that, so that that's, that's possible. That's super confusing. I don't that know. That her I, losing her connection to one power means that her oath won't kill her. Lan, Lan is never going to leave Maureen's side ever again. I think um, I think Lan and Nynaeve end up together. Lan and Nynaeve? I think that they end up together. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know why. You know, I think that... Partially, I think it's because if, the, if, if Rand and Egwene don't, it's weird to do the same bait and switch twice with the same characters in the same you know what I mean yes a hundred percent so I think that like you I think that R- Rand and Egwene feel like they're gonna happen but then don't mm-hmm. and Nynaeve and uh, Land say they're not going to happen and then do yeah you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that's the X Rand uh, Tamor thank you for thank you for that switch chat all we know for sure is the bond is still masked yeah, yes that's... and that uh, and that Moraine can't unmask it yes uh, Nudon, thank you as well for the super duper chat. It can be all argued that Land is very toxically masculine in the books at the start, but the showrunner skipped his whole emotional progression. I don't agree I with don't that. A, I don't agree with I that. I think that I think that his steadfastness is very much strong with in the show. Yeah. And his capability, the, like the one, think... the one man who you cannot question the capability of the show version is Lan. Right. Yeah. I don't really think there's any kind of like I don't think he exhibits any like toxic masculine like. In, in the beginning of the book or the show? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's toxically masculine. No, I, 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 I don't. Honestly, yeah. like a lot of his dialogue, <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot. So a lot of his dialogue um, is... Yeah, he's not. A lot of his dialogue is directly from the book. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have like, as many lines as everybody else. But like, else. he has layers. He's not like a wall that you cannot penetrate. Like, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he, he's a human behind there. And he, it, but you, like you said, he is dutiful. I he think, is dutiful. I think that in the first book, we don't see him with uh, his people though one of the one of the benefits of the show is we do see him with the other warders and that his, he, we see him in people that he has relationship with mm-hmm. which is very interesting and like we don't get that in the book and i think that part of my love for him is seeing the way that he interacts with the warders and like their form the warders form of masculinity is i love that scene yeah. still the, the campfire the fire, scene the yeah. campfire scene is really really good i do love that a lot um yeah yeah i uh yeah, I, I don't I don't uh, I don't agree. I think he's stoic, but Um so Billy says I disagree. You can argue that Lan isn't as capable. He doesn't realize danger as easily. He like he doesn't detect Nynaeve until she has a sword at his throat and he's not as good at tracking. I tr- uh, I disagree with that only because I think that the show version is, uh Nynaeve is able to sneak up on Lan in the book version. Literally, like, he, and yeah. Rand gets upset, a little bit upset that Nynaeve is able to get so close without him realizing. That's in the book. So to say that, like, that's something that the show does that the book doesn't do isn't true. I also oh, yeah, think he's, that... he's peeved about it. I also think that he is literally feeling Moiraine's pain in that moment as she is maybe dying. And so he has, he's, he's distracted. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the, the downside of a bond is that when one person is down the other person is less capable. And I do think that Lan becomes less capable and Moiraine is hurt, but that is a, um, that is good mm. storytelling on part of the bond and not... Yeah, that connection is not something that we, that we have a lot of like concrete info on. So I, yeah, I feel like it could like... And I will say, I'm not counting the tell moment from the finale. The tell, the tell, the moment, tell moment never happened. Y'all, the, the tell moment never happened. That's incorrect. Uh, Femmore says there's um, no wow moment for males in the show, at least for season one. They gave it all to women. I don't agree with that. I really, there, there's quite a few moments for men that I I, I love in the show. I think yeah. Lan, Lan's combat in the first episode is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think his moment as the designated mourner is like one of the most moving things 
I've ever seen. I do agree. I do agree that a lot more is given to the women in season one than than the men, though. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Partially, partially because the, because they they removed so many cool moments, right? The 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 um the and because Matt had to disappear. The but... race down the hill is awesome, right? I think the race yeah. down the hill is in, in the book is fantastic, and it's sad that it's not there. Land training the boys with their weapons. The Matt, weapons. Matt they weapons. never picking up the bow yeah. is so weird. Perrin not bringing his axe is so weird. Yeah. Like, um, if you had to. F up one little girl alone on the shoreline with an army. How would you do it? No tidal waves. Space Zoo. Thank you for that spoiler chat. Uh, super chat. Thank you for the super chat, Space Zoo. Why is my brain broken? <laughs> Why is my brain broken? Uh, yeah, that moment. We're going to talk about that moment. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, it. SK, thank you so much for the super duper chat. Um, I don't like that they made him less badass godlike. I like that they made him more sensitive. I hated that he didn't teach Rand how to use his hand mark. Yeah, yeah, I wish I wish he had taught the boys how to defend themselves better. I, I love that moment, those moments in the books mm-hmm. and, and that like care and attention to detail. And I don't know, I'm like, maybe they didn't have time in the show, but I think that that's super important. You're going on a very dangerous adventure, being able to like hold your own sword, super important. Yeah. Um, um, New Dawn, give me a think about spoiler chat. I feel like it would be spoilers if I expanded more. No I feel like we're, we're, we're buttoned up against spoilers on all of this. So thank you. So I feel like I haven't been spoiled by chat today. So yes. I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's thank here. You. Y'all are the best. Also, thank you for joining us to talk about Wheel of Time. Like, yeah. I never thought that hundreds of people would want to talk about a book that I love. And now that I know that that's a thing, <laughs> like... I, I'm, I, it brings me so much joy. Yeah. No, seriously. This is like, this is the highlight of our week every week. And we absolutely adore you guys. And thank you to our mods for helping us not be spoiled as well. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, Dream Shake. Uh, thank you for that spoiler chat. Love following you on your journey. Can't wait to see your reactions where your predictions end up. I just Thanks. wish that we got more time with Land Train the Boys. I show. totally I, I agree with that. I think it was definitely missing. Here's the thing. I want to, I want to bring up something really quick before we get into our last couple things here. Okay. I. Spoiler chat for nerdy. Thank you, Sand. <laughs> Thank you, Sand. If you don't like the show uh-huh. and it doesn't work for you, I understand. I get it. And I want to say, like, that is okay. Yeah. I just ask that you consider using language um, that is, this show did not work for me and I didn't like this about it. And not, this show is bad and the people who made it are trying to intentionally ruin it. No, they're not trying to ruin it. No, but, but sure. I just... I understand not liking things. There's a lot of things I don't like. There's a lot of things. I don't like the finale of the show. I think the finale of the show, but I also don't think the finale of the show is like inherently trash. I understand the COVID restrictions, right? Like there's, there's tough stuff about it. If it's true that the actor, if Daniel Henney literally couldn't be there for the final episode because of COVID restrictions and being stuck in the US, like no wonder he's in the blight chasing them, right? Yeah, You, you yeah. don't have another choice. But let's let I just uh, I just want to make another reminder that like let's keep the like angry language out of uh, how we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the showrunners uh, don't hate men. That's uh, well, just... we don't know that. I'm kidding. I'm so I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. No, we don't. We don't know for sure. I've never met them. That's just like an egregious statement that only serves to further the um, like a, a, a toxicity within the community, and we just don't need it. There are things I think that you could argue are bad writing, like that, that are bad, right? The, the tell thing. The tell thing is, is is not good. Oh, no, I think that they... But saying... I think that they didn't... I think they had one... I had, think they had land for... They had Dan Honey for one shoot day, and they mm. had to figure out a way to get him out of the episode. Oh. And so I'm saying, like, it's they, a They, like, it's bad. gave him a thing. Yeah. It's bad, but it is... They... they I think that they got to, they got, they were like, okay, we have Daniel Henney for this one day. Can, how do we explain how he's not there? And they shot that. And then they were just like, this is what we're stuck with 
because we we just can't do anything else right now. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely was not, like, a good or, like, well-thought choice, but I guess it was what they could do in the moment. I mean, and that's tough, right, because we don't we don't 100% know what was brought about because of the restrictions. And but, and, and we don't, yeah. my thing is we don't know how much of, we, and we don't know how much was Rafe, the showrunner, we don't know how much was Amazon demanding. Like, yeah. there, there's an element of it that I'm like, how, what what were Amazon's demands? The yeah. people people talk about these shows, and they, occasionally you do get shows like it. Like Peacemaker is James Gunn's show. Yeah. What James Gunn wants in that show, he puts in that show because people trust him. With smaller people working for big corporations, they don't have a lot of control over their own material. They just don't. Yeah. And so you know, sometimes what you see is not one person's fault. There are hundreds of people that work on these things, and I think that. Um, the difficulty of that sometimes is adapting by committee is really hard. Yeah. And you're ne- you're never getting one person's vision, even though you think you might be. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, brother, thank you so much for the super chat. I uh, love you guys. Can't um, wait till you join Innkeeper Matt Hatch at the Dusty Wheel after you're five or six more books in. Yes. Those players in the next five are bangers. I think we might be joining him a little bit sooner than that. So just um just uh just keep an eye out go you know. subscribe to the dusty wheel and um yeah and you know you know follow, follow me on twitter, on twitter. <laughs> uh the shadowling uh thank you for that super duper chat mm-hmm. uh, i don't like the show because it seems the writers and showrunners miss the key themes from the book the mm-hmm. unity of men and women the hero's journey assumptions about the Aes Sedai, and how they come about i agree the the mm-hmm. show falls short in a lot of themes that robert jordan was trying to portray and like i i can totally see that now a hundred percent but i do have to acknowledge i really we loved that show when it came out. It was almost my favorite thing of 2021. Yeah. Right? And, and it like, has brought us my favorite thing of 2022 so far, which is The this. book club, yeah. right? Like, I cannot, like, I can't, I cannot deny that. And sure, there's, like, yeah, there's things in about, about it that we don't like and that were not translated well, but um, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I do have, um... Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I just want to end that by saying, um, mm-hmm. that, uh... I, I think that some of the some of the themes have the potential to come back. Yeah. And I think that you know I think that I think that we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Maines, thank you for that super chat. Thank you so much. I have no idea what the I have no idea what these currencies are. I know, so I'm just um, like thank you. We I don't know really where in the world you are, but thank it. you so much. Let's all wait and see. Season one was good, but not fantastic. I agree. Yeah. With that. Let's hope for a great season two without major COVID issues. I here's I'm, the thing. Yeah. I think that the finale is hampered by it was thrown together. And it's it's inconsistent and it has problems. Yeah. But from what everyone says, the end of the eye of the world is the most questionable part of the franchise, other than what people call the slog, which apparently we'll get to later. But the I, end of the eye of the world is the most confusing part, and they that it, it is where we go from here that is the best part of the thing. So if season two is incredible, you know what I mean? They, everyone will be like, hey, they did what the books did. Yeah, they could <laughs> they they could really turn it around, and I'm really hopeful. That that they that they listen to mm-hmm. some of the criticisms that were brought forth by uh, book readers. I, I think it has potential for sure. New Dawn Gaming, thank, thank you. Super chat for that super chat. For me, the book was the most important one of my childhood, which is why I don't like the show. Valid. I have a livid hate for the Aragon movie because the book was so important to me. So I completely understand. That, that. is that is one hundred percent studio notes though. Sure, but I'm saying, feels, I relate to you. <laughs> Aragon, Aragon sinks under the studio notes that you can watch happen on screen. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, uh, El Grillo. Thank you so much. Game of Thrones season one had Benioff. Super chance. Had written big movies while received novel. George mm-hmm. R. Martin himself wrote most episodes. Adapting fantasy is very difficult. Many Absolutely. bad adaptations. We have time folks seemed 
relatively inexperienced, hopefully room to improve. Yeah. Uh, they room are for improvement. There, there are some good writers on there, but yeah, I do hear yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, it does, it does, it does bring me some joy that um, some of the writers for the Lord of the Rings show are from Breaking Bad. Um, so <laughs> I'm down for that. Fair. That's... I think I think Breaking Bad is an incredibly well written show, and the fact that we're getting Breaking Bad writers on mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings TV show makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Kid you not. What the hill will you be doing drinking in LA at 26? Uh, what the hell will you be doing drinking in LA at 26? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. We will be drinking alcohol. Thank you for um, the <laughs> Um Jay Abbott, do not worry. We will make we will make our announcements in Discord, mm-hmm. on Twitter, and on YouTube in the community tab. Um, so we'll make sure that everybody knows where we're reading. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're gonna be on the dusty wheel, where you can find us. That if we're gonna be on the dusty wheel. It will be public information. Yes, yes, yes. There, there we'll is no sure, way we will. <laughs> we'll make sure that you guys know. Speaking we of, are, we are, we are influencers. I think is that the word. We're uh, we like to tell people we're what we're doing. Online, uh, we have big egos. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jay Rowe, thank you for that super chat. Finding thank out you. early Caitlin stuff was cut allowed me to mourn for a perfect adaptation long before the show and freed me to enjoy what it is. Basil, justice for Basil Gill, though. Justice for Let's Basil. Let's be very clear. Basil Gill oh. better show up. Uh, Obi Juan, Kenobi, thank you for that super chat. Thank My you. favorite thing about the show is that it led me to your channel and started book club reread. This is fun. You're both great. The show, the reason we're reading it is the hey, show. Exactly. If I would show, have never picked up Wheel of Time. If the show didn't exist, we would not be here right now if, talking about this. And that is awesome. If all the show does is bring new readers to the series, if that's all it does, that's a win. That's a win. It's that's, a good book series. People should read it. Yeah. Um, Methany, thank you for so much for the super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for keeping me grounded and helping me enjoy the show minus episode eight after freaking out over Lord of the Rings changes and still loving it later. Mm-hmm. I decided to watch your discussion this time. What a ride. It's, it's a ride. Thank Cute. you so much for that. It is a ride. I, mm-hmm. you know, I think that. I, I look, I, I think that the show to me, there, there, there is something missing from the show, and yeah. that is a creative vision. It's ship captain. It needs a ship captain. <laughs> it needs a ship captain. Yeah, and metaphorically. Rafe, and, and, and not a showrunner. I'm talking about yeah. a visual person. Mm-hmm. I think that because the, the combat's not very good, right? The, yeah. the, the, the visualization of the combat is, other than the Aiel at the beginning of episode seven, and, um, the the pro the 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 um pilot yeah okay they they need they need they need someone to come on and give it a little bit of a visual yeah um, they need like there, there's a reason not Percy Jackson Peter Jackson Percy Jackson <laughs> there's a reason Percy Jackson made the Lord of the Rings movies no they they they, uh, they need a Peter Jackson they need someone to come in and give them like the visual yes it needs that person especially who... as the weaves are gonna get more complicated yeah. like because the weaves are all kind of the same thing right now yes. yeah a hundred percent. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, my biggest hope for season two is that we get a, is that we get someone on board who maybe has a bit more like of a visual eye that can bring something a little bit more artistic to the, with, with the show that's going to have so much combat in it, bring someone in who has a, a creative idea for how to do that on screen. Yes. Yes. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want any more of what happens in episode four that the combat in at the end of episode four is so nonsensical to me. And as someone who as someone who studied stage combat and who loves combat on film and who loves medieval combat, the end of episode four yeah. is such is is visually nonsense. Yeah. And the Loghain stuff in the cave is so good that I'm okay with it. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. what happens outside the cave at the end of episode four is it just doesn't make any sense. You have no concept of how many people are on either side. They show you people dead at the end of the episode that you're supposed to care about because 
they died in the fight that you just watched, but you never got it's the camera's so shaky. Yeah. Like just find just just bring in someone who understands how to do combat on screen. Yeah. Uh, especially for future fights between the dragon and the dark one. I want I want to see really cool combat. And I don't want you to cut away and have the fades kill everyone off screen because you no. don't know how to shoot it. No, I, I, I have I have a lot of hope. I'm an optimist. I have a lot of hope for season two. I think mm-hmm. that like I think the potential is there. They've got they've got a great crew of actors. They've got a ballin' costume designer. You know what I mean? Like they they just need there's just a little things that they need to they need to work through. Mm-hmm. And that they I think if they listen to their fans, like I and not not hopes. Rafe not Rafe Amazon. Amazon Amazon needs to give them ten episodes next season. Yes. You know what I mean? Like well, they just I, they I don't know they filmed it already. So well, but we don't know what the episode count is. Yeah. They need ten episodes. Uh, yeah. V Drake, thank you so much for that super chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, Soka, we didn't get to that one. Soka, thank you. There's writing thank issues you. in the show and parts I don't like, but one thing they're good at is actor choices. Yes. Casting's fantastic. Casting is. I'm so sad the guy who plays yeah. Agamar is dead. Oh the oh wait the actor? No 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 that Agamar is dead. Oh, 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 oh I was like because the, the you ac- said the guy who plays Agamar. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like uh, the the actor who plays Agamar that scene with him and his sister. And that she's dead. The, their scenes together, when she's like... They were fantastic. For Faldara. I was Faldara. like, yeah! I did love that stuff. Peter, I think of the super chat. Um, Thank you for the super chat. I think the show should have been animated. Invincible is fantastic. I agree with Invincible is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm only down for an animated version if it is in the style of the 80s Lord of the Rings adaptation and we get songs. No. Frodo of the Nine Fingers. No. And the Ring of Doom. No. No. That was my. That, I was not flipping you off. That was my ring finger. No. Frodo of the nine fingers. Stop. And the ring of doom. Stop it. What you don't want, Frodo of the nine that fingers. Atrocity. And the ring of doom. Hush, uh, Philip. Thank you for the super chat. Oh, I you. agree. I think that COVID was a big part of it, and I'm. I'm just hopeful that moving forward for the rest of the show, mm-hmm. that um, that it that 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 those things. Are things of the past. <laughs> um, no, I think an, an animated would have been fun. Anyway, sorry. Where there's, yeah, yeah. I think I think animated would be fun. I, I like that we're getting live action. Uh-huh. I love the actors. I think Rosamund Pike is an incredible Moraine. I think Dan Henry's incredible. Yup. Um, I think the the Emmonsfield Five are all great young actors who I think this is going to be a good launching point for the rest of their careers. And you know, I I I, I um I'm excited for season two. Mm-hmm. I think that you know. I think that you can like most of something, not like one part of it, and still be excited for the rest of it. Yeah. I don't think I'm like, oh my god, it's ruined forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's two things that I want to get to, and then we do gotta. Then we gotta wrap up because you're so uh, y'all. If you want to keep hanging out with us today, Claris is gonna be streaming at two o'clock over on her Twitch channel. Pokemon Legends Arceus launches today, and so Claris, uh, <laughs> uh, we need to end soon so you can t- eat something before your stream. Yes, yes, okay. but there are there are some things that I want to touch on. One is a small thing, and one is a bigger thing. First thing is that. Um, Nynaeve talks about how the old wisdom, uh, that she knew realized that she could channel and then walked to Tarvalon and they turned her away. Not and, in the books. No. Because we know that in the book that that would have condemned her to death, basically. What do you mean? Well, if you channel and you can't control it, if you realize that you have the one power and you do not learn how to harness it, it destroys you and you die a horribly violent death. 
And so that is... Oh, that's so true. Right? That's such a weird addition for they, them to put in the show. They took away They took away that women face any consequences for channeling. Exactly. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know what? I do hate that. They took away any consequences for women channeling. Yeah, and I yeah. wrote that down because I was like, wait a second. The Aes Sedai, if, if it's the same, and it's not the same from the book to the show, and we know that, and that's fine. But that moment was so weird to me for them to add in because I was like, that means that woman died. That she, they, they turned her away, and unless she figured out a way to control it herself, she's straight up burned well, out of fever. Well, but like, also, like, Nynaeve never has any... There's never any consequences for her channeling in the show. Mm. We don't get them going through the, like, sickness of channeling. We don't get them going through well, the... Well, Nynaeve figured it out. Nynaeve figured it out in the book. Oh, she left into it. That's right? true, yeah. She... And, and, and Moraine says that. But like, no, but, you... but here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the, in the show, she obliquely says that's the first time that she's channeled. But she because listens she, to the wind. No, but so. she said, I have been able to listen to the wind since the first time I channeled. No, because she heals nine, uh, Egwene when she's a kid. Accidentally, though. But still, it doesn't, doesn't matter know if it's, that. It doesn't matter if it's an accident. Um, um, Shadowling, thank you so the much. The tune of Brave Sir Robin ran the dragon charge away towards the Dark One. I don't know the tune of Brave Sir Robin. I I feel like I have heard it, but I, I don't Harry know. Harry Wolf says, uh, I think, well, thank you for that super chat. I think blaming COVID isn't the whole of it. Other shows had the same problem and pulled it off better, so I think we have poor management here, too. It's definitely a bunch of, it's a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully just be, getting out of the COVID slump will make things better. Yeah, um, I, I think, I, I definitely think that removing the, like, ob- removing the consequences of channeling and the feeling of channeling from the... Oh, you know why they remove it? Why? They pulled it out for... It, it all comes back to the same dumb thing. They pulled it out so that they can have the dragon mystery. Yeah. Maybe. So that Rand can channel and never face consequences for it. With his health or anything. So that we never guess that he's the dragon. Right. Yeah, we don't have those moments. Um, One of... in four wilders survive, and I need to beat the odds. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that super chat. No, right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I... Yeah, they, they did it to... They did it to... They did it for the, the mystery of the dragon reborn. I and you know what? Yeah. You want to know why I have hope for season two? Right. Because we know who the dragon is, and we don't. I, there's no yeah. There's no please, weird. Please, please, do not add another mystery box in no, this show. We don't, Just we tell don't the story. It. Tell we, the story. We're happy with the story. You got this. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> one, two, five, three. It reminds me of Lemmy Winks. <laughs> Um, the, okay, the one thing Thank that, that we we have not touched on yet at all, mm-hmm. and let's try to do it. Quickly, I'm so sorry. Tom. Tom Marilyn book Tom Marilyn. show. I love them both. I love them both. I, I really wish we had gotten more of him in the show, for sure, because mm-hmm. I think the actor was fantastic. The one thing that I actually don't really love, though, in the show is that we he's introduced by singing this, like, gritty, sad, mournful, like, almost feels like a, like, cry fest country song. And it's so. I like you the know, song a lot. I think it's really. I good. like the song. I really do. I like. I the think song. That if you're playing but in like a mining a town like that, no, no. But I think if you're playing in a mining town like that, that's what plays. If you went to a bar no, in Calgary, they all sat there and they're all like. And then the, the barkeep is like, "Well, now that we're all done crying or whatever, like, it's just a weird introduction." To okay, I, I agree with that. Tom, like, especially when, as we know, with like a glee, a gleeman is an entertainer. He's not a sad boy. Okay, but I'm a I'm a gleeman, and I sing some sad songs. Yeah, but like if you were to Taylor go Swift's entertain... entire career no. is making young girls cry about yes. her breakups. Yes, but if you are at a bar and you're there to entertain people, <laughs> I'm gonna get so much shit for that. You are gonna get shit for that. But if you're at a bar trying to entertain people, a like sad song is probably not. No, but like, you have to have variety in your act. 
It was the first and only thing he does. Well, that we see, but he he probably played some fun. He was a gloomman. He was a gloomman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I I uh, enough on that. I do love Tom in the books. I think he's yeah. a vital part. I really of wish the we story. could have watched Barney Harris learn to juggle. That would have been fun. That would have been hilarious. SK, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Cassie was amazing, thank but we you. were but there were unforced errors to make a fearful, me fearful about season two. Mainly parents, Rand's, and Egwene's character development. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those those characters see. didn't have their character development at the cost of Lan and Moraine getting more character development. So it's it's really going to depend on who the main characters of the story are moving forward. Yeah. yeah um. All right. Sure. Uh, Tom is fantastic. Book Tom will return. Yes. Thank God. Yeah, he has Show to. Show Tom Maureen, better, although who knows who's going to play him. True. Moraine is like, he's not dead, and so I'm, I'm here for that. Perry Wolf uh, says, Tom narrating the Great Hunt would have been better, giving us some info about the mystery horn found in episode eight. Can you imagine how nice it would have been to have known about the Horn of Valir before it just is in a box under a chair? Yeah, and the guys are like, it's the Horn of Valir. Like, why, why do you not know yeah, what this they is? They literally, the, the, the Ingtar, because I think that's Ingtar from the books. It's sad that oh, Ingtar is dead, because I love Ingtar. Right. Um, Ingtar's just dead, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Um, I love that he's so, like, are you it's an idiot? The it's the Horn of Valir. And I remember We're watching like, the first time and being like, it's a horn? It's a horn, cool. Like, like a trumpet? <laughs> and then... <laughs> no, but like... But seriously, when I read the book, I was like, oh, they talk about this horn a lot in the I was going to play the womp-womp, but it's I super, It's super weird that the horn just shows up. It is. And that is just under the chair. It is. I loved that in the book that the horn is referenced so many times and is really built up. We have one mm-hmm. last thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have one last thing to talk about. All right. The boats at the end. What do you think of Tidalwife killing oh that God. little girl? Right, the boats. I have no idea what the boats are. I know you have a prediction for that. That part for me is like so left field. I'm like, that to me reminds me of like Game of Thrones. Like if the Iron Islands just decided they were going to like raid, raid Westeros. That's what that feels like to me. I'm like, yeah. okay. There's I, like, there's, there's a, there, it's a fleet, but like once I they're off those boats, what do they, do they have supply lines? Uh, Rantel Moore says not Ingtar. Wait, I guess they change who that character is to introduce Ingtar later? But Ingtar is Agalmar's... Whatever. Um, I, I, I don't know. Guys, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So here's my prediction. Okay. In the book... El Rio, thank you for that spoiler thank chat. Thank you for the super chat. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not high. Like, I'm sober right now. <laughs> I'm not high. Uh, um, the Fire Nation attacked. The Fire um, Nation attacked with water? Um, with a tidal So wave. in the books, in the books, in the books, uh-huh. Archer Hawkwing has two failures. Yes. His the the people he sent away, who got lost mm-hmm. across the sea, and the um, the and then his, and him, his family at home. Yeah, and his family at home ruining his legacy. I think that the people coming, the people on the ships are Arthur Hawkwing's legacy returning back. His other failure returning back as enemies of his former kingdom, and they are coming in as um. Like the villain, they're they're coming in as villains when he sent them away to be heroes, and that's why mm-hmm. it's one of his two failures from Min's prophecy from the book, right? Is Min's prophecy? Uh, I can't remember I who tells Rand that. Um, yeah. Um, but I think that I think that's what it is. I think mm-hmm. that they are like the long lost descendants of that other side of Arthur Hawkwing's failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no prediction. I had literally no idea. But I that I, yeah, I, I that's makes sense to me, but. I, Everyone's like, R-I-F-O, 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 R-I-F-O. Read and find out. Okay. No! Spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to find out, because I... 
because I don't know. Like, unless it's just, like, some far-off distant land that we've never heard of. I don't know what else it could be referencing, so. Yeah. yeah. I hope they're good guys. Maybe Elias is on those boats. They don't look like good guys. Yeah, and they kill that little girl with the title. Win. They kill, they that, murder a little girl, like, really, like, they went extra on rewatching, it. Rewatching that scene, it was fun the first time, because I was like, ooh, what's happening? And then rewatching, I was like, why? There's no one there. And, like, spiky boats mean they're bad guys. Snake kills Dumbledore. Fizzy, thank you for the spoiler chat. Fizzy, thank that one, you. That one is a spoiler chat. Oh, you can see my knee every time I bring it up. They can see that I'm just wearing bright blue sweatpants. Um, uh, well, I look dressed from the top up, but I'm, I'm not. I'm wearing pajamas. Uh, I'm uh, always wearing pajamas, y'all. Uh, welcome to 2022. Um, it's pajama party. I had to buy clothes yesterday because we're going to LA, and I'm like, oh, I can't wear, uh, I can't wear pajamas in LA. Nope, nope. We're going to have to wear real clothes in LA, so... Um, yeah, they just, they, they send that title wave to kill that little girl, and I just, it's... It, it's very odd. I understand that it's a tease for the future seasons, but it's a tease of like, okay, why yeah. did you do that? Yeah. What was what was the purpose of the tidal wave? Because here's the thing about tidal waves. Rock mage. If you're on the if you're on the backside of the tidal wave, yeah. when it lands, it comes back at you. Oh so yeah, yeah. Pushing a tidal wave in front of a boat doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like none of it makes any sense. Rock mage, thank you for the super chat. Don't watch Marley and Me. Marley dies. Um. Uh, Rock mage. Just, just don't. <laughs> they didn't see the girl. They did it for no reason. I just... It just seems... Yeah, it seems really weird. Like, you would think, if anything, they would channel a wave behind them to help push them onto the shore, but I, I really don't understand. Yeah, and but but then when they put when the camera turns around to show it hitting the land, there's just nothing there. No. It, I just didn't... I it's didn't... just an empty beach. If you had shown a town or something, like smoke on above the cliff... Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything. And this was so... But but the, the blowback of a tidal wave is really dangerous. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I'm like, you're... <laughs> what have you accomplished? Yeah. It's a cool visual, I guess. It, and, like, oh, it looks maybe cool. it's just to be a cool visual. And, like, who knows? Maybe that tidal wave is super explained in season two. Yeah, that's what we start off with uh, episode one of season uh, two. Do you think we're going to see the, the banner of the dragon that we find in the Eye of the World? I hope so. I have a feeling it's going to be in that box with the horn. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, and uh, do you think that will? Do you think the show is just never going to have the seals of the Dark One mentioned, or are they going to get into that eventually? No, I think that that's the stone that breaks. Sure, but they don't. But Moraine doesn't know that it's the seal. No, but I think she'll find out. I okay. think that that's going to be like information that is that is discovered. I, I, it has to be. I don't. I know how else those things would connect. So, um, book readers hated it. Okay, um, I'm a clairvoyant, and I can hear her voice speaking. Let's listen to what they're saying. Bad screenwriting. Um. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting choice an interesting that choice. I hope comes up. Um, they should have done it in the sea against an enemy fleet. That would make some sense. Yes, yeah. yes. If we had seen the blue Aes Sedai, who said she was going to go check on the boats, like riding her boat up towards them, and yeah. she like, cr and they crippled that boat with the water, it would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> just kind of towards land, it was just kind of like, okay, I mean, that was a thing to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you did it, but I, you did it. Yeah. And maybe we'll find out. We'll watch and find out. Waffo. We, 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 we Raffo. But ladies and gentlemen, it is now 1.30, which means we have to end this so that you can get ready for your stream over yep. at twitch.tv slash Claris Polaris. Uh, kid you not, thank <laughs> you for that final spoiler chat. Uh, I'm going to say it lat wrong one more time. Bron Von 2000, Drinking in LA, released in 1997. What the hell am I doing drinking in LA at 26? Oh, I oh, don't know. Oh, it's a song. Okay. Sorry. I meant weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Y'all, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Please do not forget to read The Great Hunt chapters beginning. Uh, I'm assuming they're in a prologue. But at least uh, read until the end of chapter 11. There is a pro there's a prologue at the end of this book. But that might just be the first chapter of the next book. It might be. Read, read until, until the end of chapter 11. End of chapter 11. And join us at 11 a.m. on Friday, whatever a week from today is. Oh, my God. It's going to be February. February. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yep. Wheel of Time fan at Project Yale Smut Corner. Can you add? What, it, okay. I All mean, right. We, <sighs> of, the, of this. No, no, no. Not a new one. Not a new of one. the smut corners that we did for book one. Which one, having finished the book and rewatched the season, which one do you think is the one that you would want to see most of all of our which smut corners? Smut corner. Uh, I don't remember them all. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't have a memory that goes back a month. That's so true. Um, My wife is a goldfish. I that yeah, a hundred percent. Um. Um. I literally I like, don't remember. Anything. I still I I'm gonna stand by all the boys in the tubs. That was my go-to. The boys in the tubs. It was it, that was that one made me laugh more than any of the other smut corners that we did. So that's the one I want. Full book smut corner. Honestly, mm -hmm. like, um, if if we could have some like uh, spicy like uh, dark one trying to seduce Rand, um, that'd have been hot. Or Bahamel, and uh, we just see his like kink dungeon where he puts his leather on. His leather, the mask. Oh God, Bahamel kink dungeon. I that's can't. What we need. I can't picture the end of the Eye of the World without seeing um, uh, the the gimp from. Um, Pulp fiction. Oh. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the 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 kink dungeon for uh for for Bethlehem. All right. Well, that's, now that's that we've it. both now that we've both been booped. Um. Oh, uh, SK. Uh, thank you for spoiler chat. Um. So uh, it is uh Tengwar. It says uh Y M A O M C. It stands for you made an old man cry. Yeah. Um, that's a. It's an important moment in my life. Yeah, that's that's a story. For we'll, another time, we'll give it to you. Uh, but yeah, no, I do have an Elvish tattoo uh, that I've had for mm, six, six years. years. I love it. I, I forget about it. It's not a part of my arm. I can't really see very much. You so forget that you have a tattoo. I, uh, sometimes when I get out of the shower, I get I, I freak myself out. So I'll look in the mirror and I'll see my tattoo and I'll be like, oh my god! And I'm like, oh yeah, you you've had that for like half a decade. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do we have a high low for the entire book? Oh my god. I know that one's tough. Like I don't even know where to How about this? No lows. No lows. Let's end on a positive note. Okay, I'm down. What is your favorite thing that's in the book that is not at all in the show? Favorite thing in the book that's not at all in the show has to be the boys becoming fake gleeman. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That I, is a good one. I do I do love that part. Um it just it it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all I can say. What's your high? Um, of things that aren't in the shows. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing that is in the book is. Oh, um, Morgase, Elaine, Aleda. The scene in that scene to me. That's a good one. I love it. I love that scene a lot. That's a good um, one. And those characters. I oh God, I cannot wait to meet them in the show. Um, but uh, I hope they're in the show. Uh, That's a really good one. The, the <laughs> Rand in the Palace Garden, yeah. All of the stuff in the palace to me was just... Valid. I remember reading that and being like, what? Yeah. You cut the queen? Yeah. Nobody cuts... No, nobody nobody puts, cuts the queen. Nobody puts the queen in a not show thing. <laughs> is that what we're going out on is me... No, we're going out on. You can follow us all over social medias. And, That's right. Uh, Boom yeah. graphic. Make sure. Boom. This is a live show. Join the Discord if you want to continue this conversation. Feel mm -hmm. free to come hang out in the Discord. We have a Wheel of Time room and then a Wheel of Time spoilers room. 
So yeah. the spoilers, Wheel of Time room is spoilers up until where, where we have gotten read. to on the book club. Yes. And then the Wheel of Time spoilers room is the whole thing. Everything else. So yeah. we don't enter that room. What happens in there stays in there. And uh, we'll see it in two years. If you have any love for Pokemon, Clarus will be on in a half hour playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. And That's then okay. I think it's seven. What time are you ending your stream? I'm probably going to go till around dinner time and then we're going to eat quick and then you're going to hop on right after. At 7.30, so I will be streaming seven. my Elite Four Hardcore Nuzlocke. Seven o'clock. No, but at seven thirty. Okay. Um, oh, it I... says Clarsh Jakar is still on there. Oh no! You did me dirty, babe. Sorry, I forgot. Um, I will be uh Elite Four tonight, y'all, and then Pokemon Legends Arceus. We're gonna fight the Elite Four. Um, and then Pokemon Legends Arceus. We're gonna put out a full reading schedule for the next two books. Uh, this weekend, but mm -hmm. just know chapter eleven, end of chapter eleven for next week, y'all, for of the Great Hunt. I'm yes. so excited to get into the Great Hunt. This is me too. This project, y'all, has been the best part of my year so far so thank you all for being here for it and as always be nerdy read wordy uh at the be book club nerdy, read wordy wait i'm gonna go drop the i'm gonna drop the discord link for y'all in just a moment yeah pay attention to the chat the discord link is coming i'm dropping it discord link is coming come on come on clarus i just gotta come on clarus we can't end the show we can't end the show boom do something nerdy tonight bye guys bye <laughs>